0: exciting news for you because you are tuned in right now to a very special and excited it's not really all that special or exciting it's basically the same thing that we do like all the time it's just a it's it's a another episode of the old socks cast but this 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 is the 47th one so and you only get to do your 47th episode once and that's 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 the most that's the most important one. You don't want to mess that one up. I don't want to have any any problems there. You're good ad-libs, guys. <laughs> so, to my immediate virtual right, he's going to sex you up.
1: It's just like red. Agent just like Agent 47. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's so known for his virility yeah. and such. <laughs> He's the James Bond of the video game world.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Rhett! Hi.
1: My, do- my dog!
0: My boy! Woof. My, my broski! My homie! My pal! My pal! My bud! My, uh-huh. my person! My right-hand man! The sensei <laughs> of our dojo! The, the force to our hunter. And what? And the... Oh, oh, right. How's it, go- how's, how's it
2: going, Rhett? I almost okay. had one, but then we moved on. Yeah.
1: Too late. No, <laughs> oh, sure. Just do it. Just do it.
2: I don't. I don't. I didn't actually have one. I don't know. I was like, the dragon tore a ball. Uh, I don't know.
1: You just. I gave you the ball, and you just fucking threw it in the dumpster. <laughs> and hey, you were like, throws touchdown. it in the toilet,
0: has butt problems all over it. <laughs> Forgets the flush, leaves the seat up. <laughs> Good fucking job, John. No, way to way to area. ruin another stellar fucking podcast. So took Rhett, less time
1: to than normal. Yeah,
0: yeah. He just like he's really on the ball when it comes to dropping the fucking ball.
2: <laughs> in the toilet.
0: Right in the toilet. How's it going, rat it's okay. Doing all, doing all right. So. Can you hear the
1: dog barking outside?
0: I heard a dog, but that's okay because we we regularly feature dogs on our podcast, so it's Neighbor's
1: okay. Neighbor's got a dog.
2: I'm not too thrilled about the dog, it. Dog, friendly zone. It's that, it's like oh that, yeah. We, oh,
0: that's like that Aerosmith song. Neighbor's got a dog. That's how, that's how that goes, right?
3: I yeah, think our, so. to,
2: in our new place, we um live right on the edge of the uh, the edge of the t- city limits and right behind the our backyard fence is a guy who has like oh, six or seven like dogs, dogs and they're like and they're pit like bulls pipples. yeah oh they're not ni- nice dogs <laughs> so we t- we've woken up to we we've woken up several times to them
0: that's gone to sleep that's a great oh, thing to have to move into
2: oh yeah there's roosters too <laughs> this is kind of a small town.
1: One of my that. neighbors actually had a rooster too. Oh, good. <laughs> like, like two houses down, here here at like 6 a.m. Yep.
2: It's just a like a bird chirping.
0: There you go. Only loud and more annoying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They to... don't just they don't. Just...
0: To my immediate virtual <laughs> right, he accidentally ate his pet rock. Hence the butt. Hence the butt problems. It's John Thayer. Uh, hi. How's it going, John?
2: You you know me from previously already derailing this podcast and yeah, many, you're doing many a, preceding doing podcasts. A, doing
0: a doing a, a pretty good job. I was, try, I was trying to think of a really
2: else, f- and then just they flew off them and into space
0: and into the toilet. Yeah. Where you commenced to have off the rails of on them? Yeah. How's it going, John? You do it, Your connection's doing wonderful as always.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. All <laughs> oh, great.
0: It's going to be a great podcast already, I can tell. Uh, ready for, are you ready for a podcast, John? Woo! All right, all right. We got a special guest with us this episode. So I guess it is special in its own way. He's been an active member of the SocksMakePeopleSexy.net community forever. Ages. He's done many, 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 many art related things on the forum and on his art and, and on Twitter, especially as of late, for weird things that happen on this podcast or weird things that happen on streams and all those tohos and stuff. It's Carmichael McAllis, Margatroyd.
4: <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Not too bad. I just finished a drawing earlier today, so...
0: Yeah, you did, yeah, you did. That Hong Meiling racing image, pretty rad. Thank you. Pretty rad, pretty rad. How you doing? Are you ready for a podcast? Yep. Good, because this is the part where I'm going to make you talk
3: first.
0: <laughs> Hope you're All ready. Right. Ready for your big debut? Don't fucking blow it. Don't be a John here. Don't take the ball that I'm going to throw to you kick it into space, and then throw it in the toilet.
4: <laughs> I make no promises.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Carmichael, who the hell are you and what do you do?
4: Well, I'm Carmichael McCallus, and I'm a Leo, and I like long walks on the beach. No, I uh, I do a lot of drawing online, and I play video games, play D&D, mm-hmm. and lot, watch a lot of anime.
0: Oh, wow. Watching a lot of anime. Well, you picked the right podcast to be on. We do that sometimes. Not a lot. (laughs) Not a lot, really. Uh I've been actually
4: playing more games this year than normal, but... uh... I've
0: noticed that. I've seen you burning up Steam quite a bit this year.
4: Yeah, normally I'm playing... Or, past year and a half, two years now, I guess, Mm -hmm. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. But then I started having computer problems with it where it would just completely crash it in kind of an odd fashion. That's not where, good. Yeah, it's the, the monitors go black, the sound cuts, but the tower lights are still on as if it's still going. And the best my friend and I could determine is that it's probably something with a power source. That would be my but,
3: guess.
4: Yeah, because it's only when I'm playing like that, and it happened once with Borderlands too. But like anything else, it's fine. So
0: Sounds like I got the it, graphics card not getting enough power.
4: Yeah, because yeah. I I'm almost certain it's not the graphics card because I've had that go bad on me and it was completely different. I've been watching a lot of like game grumps and stuff. Yeah. And before any kind of video would cut it. So. Gotcha. But um, I bought a new power source. My the last one I got was like back in November, which is why this is annoying me. Yeah. That's but just, um,
0: that's pretty short lifespan for a, a power supply.
4: Yeah. So, and it had like really fucking good reviews on Amazon too. It was like eighteen hundred reviews and like ninety five percent positive. So, I guess I got the one lemon. Yeah. Oh. But um, I have the new power supply and I'll probably change that out either tomorrow or uh, Monday. I just didn't want to do it before the podcast and have it explode and then have to change the other one back in because yeah, that that's... takes like an hour. So.
0: Yeah, you need to get you so, one of those modular power supplies, man. Those things are rad. That's what this one is, but oh yeah, yeah, I, those are those are awesome.
4: But I'm also not sure if maybe if it's just like a bum cord or something. So I'm just going to change everything out.
0: Yeah, so yeah, no. good idea. But um,
4: yeah, but um, since I haven't been able to play that, I've just been playing a lot of other games.
3: Wow, that's um,
0: a good little. That's a little, a good little segway there. <laughs> so I can ask you, what you've been doing?
4: Well, after the um. I'll just go from after the uh, top four games list because mm-hmm. uh, that includes uh, Neptunia 3, <laughs> ah, good which
3: stuff.
4: yeah, I burned through that in about a week. Wow. It was wow. took me like 40 <laughs> hours,
3: Jeez. but
4: the Neptunia series I just love, and I have you guys to thank for that because you're the ones that told me about it, so mm. and, but um, I mean, the humor is just right up my alley and it's Although 3, it it's a very funny game, but it does have some pretty good gut punches that it yeah, throws it, you to. it
0: really goes for, like, I think especially <laughs> if you pursue the true ending route, that game really goes for it. Like, in a serious way that you didn't, you, you might not have been sure that they could pull off.
4: Yeah, like with Mr. Bad's family.
0: Yeah, that's like... Like, when you get I'm introduced
4: sure. to them.
0: It's like, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like we joke about Mr. Bad a lot, but like his arc is actually really good and sweet. Yeah, it actually
0: yeah. has a really good ending.
1: And he's named Mr. Bad. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts of that game, even though it's a really fucked up part, is um when IF gets kidnapped for the first time.
0: Oh no.
4: And it's like first when everyone uh, runs up to R four, and then like uh, Nepgear's like, uh, she looks kind of familiar, and they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, and it's like, and then she transforms, and she's like, and Nepgear's like, uh, she looks really familiar, and the others like, yeah, 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 later, 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 <laughs> and then, and then it's like you kick her ass, and then uh, Sadie just keeps wailing on her, and yeah. R 4s like. Like, well, what the fuck? I'm done. She's like, oh, you're no, done, you're but just... I'm not. <laughs> and just the picture that they show for IF's face when she's looking at that is like, it's that is a child that knows fear. <laughs> that
0: child is traumatized for life. Yeah. It's, they do that so well.
4: Yeah, and it's like, like I said, it's really fucked up, but it's just, it made me laugh so much. And then every time after she calls her a a lady Pludia. Yeah, she's
0: very <laughs> formal when referring to her, and, and and even as an adult still gets very antsy anytime she transforms. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff.
4: But yeah, that with that game is just it's really amazing. It yeah. is easily the best of the three. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've gotta agree. <laughs> oh
1: well, look. Your, your number one last year was rebirth one just there are saying
0: reasons for that there are reasons for that i know yeah but yeah rebirth three is the best of the series um i'm eager for mega dimension that's that's cool. going to be really good yeah cool. and that, that is coming out on steam right yep it's official awesome. it's currently in beta testing now
1: nice I hope they actually test it this time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is actually being done by Idea Factory, and like it's being done like you know by their own team, and like the the spinoffs were ported by the teams that did those. So Tamsoft did Neptunia U, and Sting did Hyper Devotion Noir's port. So.
4: Uh, yeah, I never picked up uh, Hyper Devotion Noir just because of what everyone was saying day one. It's like, I'm going to wait on that. It'll be on sale again. So yeah,
0: I'm not in any hurry to play that game at all. Like, I thought I was going to play that game and then just like, yeah, whatever. I'll get to it
3: at some point.
1: Yeah, I played like 20 hours and I'm just like, you know, this game's really repetitive. Like, even bugs aside, it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's middle of the road strategy game. It doesn't do mm-hmm. a whole lot for me.
4: And, I, and honestly, if I was, like, jonesing for a strategy game, I think I have, like, five or six in my fucking Steam backlog that I could yeah, play. Yeah, So.
0: Yeah, like, if I needed to actually play a good strategy game, I'd just roll I'd just roll another XCOM campaign. Yeah, how many
2: XCOM games are there out now?
0: Um, well, there are like, of the new ones? Of the new ones, just two. There's... Or at least three, just... technically, okay. but one
2: of them is Two, the and stage. then that that expansion
4: right yeah declassified or something no
0: the expansion is uh enemy within enemy
2: within
4: oh Oh, yeah yeah
0: yeah i need to i need to play that so like if i wanted to play another strategy game like immediately you know and i didn't need the neptunia flare for
1: it (laughs) i would just play uh enemy (laughs) within actually have you seen those mods for xcom 2 they're pretty good there are helmets for all the char- for your characters and that are just Neptunia packs. heads, and yeah. there's voice packs in both languages. Wow. So you can just make the whole Neptunia squad in XCOM 2 now. That is pretty awesome. This is
0: even more tragic when they die gruesome deaths.
1: <laughs> oh, but that's what's going to make it so funny. Yeah, that's what's going to be very funny. <laughs> That whole game is about your personal stories of like, oh yeah, dmac was my sniper. Then he died yeah, when the car yeah. blew up.
0: when I finished, uh, like when I finished the first XCOM, I only had like three people left. It was like, well, <laughs> and I named everybody after all of you know the people on the forum yeah. and stuff. So it was like, well, see you later. <laughs> and Chelsea ended up being my uh, my 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 user. So oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> didn't know that.
1: Oh,
4: oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, my friend play a little bit of XCOM, too, uh, when I went down to L.A. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it looked pretty interesting, but it's like a lot of those types of games, I tend to, like, rush when you're really not supposed to, so I tend to be kind of bad at them. Yeah. But yeah.
3: um,
0: There's definitely a I rhythm heard. you have to have when playing strategy games that are, like turn-based mm. like that when it's like your phase enemy phase you're like there's a lot of prediction you have to do and you could be right or not right and if you're wrong later
1: yeah and actually when xcom 2 came out though i think people were kind of thrown because it actually does encourage a real rush heavy quick yeah. play style yeah
0: like all of the missions seem timed and stuff and like you've got to get to certain objectives within a certain amount of turn like you've really got to play that game aggressively
1: yeah,
4: so that actually sounds like it might be up your alley. Okay. Well, I'll keep an eye on it. I do have, um... I think you technically I have two copies of the first uh, XCOM.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I just haven't gotten around to it at all, so... But, um... I think both of them were gifts, too. <laughs> <laughs> so... But <laughs> when I got the second one, it's like, alright, I should actually install this, because a lot of times I'll just hold things in my inventory, so... Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> but, um after I finished uh, Rebirth 3, I was like, okay, well, like, most of these characters are actually video game companies. Which companies of these do I actually have games of that I haven't played yet? So I looked through and I found um, Half-Minute Hero was made by uh, the Ninja Girl.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, uh, Marvelous. (laughs)
4: Yes. (laughs) And so I've had that one for, like, Four years, so I finally decided to play through that. Um, just the first campaign, and it was actually quite a bit more difficult than I thought it would be. Yeah, because sure. I played like
0: it's time puzzly, really.
4: Yeah, because I played like the first level or two on the 360 a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and then when it came out on Steam, I was like, oh, I'll just pick it up here because I prefer to use Steam if I can. But um, I got through the first campaign of that after a few days, I think, and uh, it was pretty neat um like you said it is quite a bit of puzzle elements um there's one of those fights at the end where it's like you actually have to hold off on killing someone if you want to get like a certain ending with that it's like or the uh true hero achievement i think hmm. um and that one threw me for a loop for a bit but uh
0: yeah, that, 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 and then, that's, that those games are really interesting because it's not just the RPG. Like, they, they all have different play styles, like, when you get to the different campaigns.
4: Yeah, and I I started the second campaign, but I really couldn't figure out what to do, so it's like, I'll just come back to this later. So, but then I moved on to uh, Falcom, and I Ooh. played through the whole East series.
3: Oh,
0: Lord. Oh, jeez. <laughs> mm.
4: Yeah, and I think uh, both... Polly and Rhett saw my screaming and swearing at that game in my screenshots. Oh,
0: yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
4: It's, I mean, overall, the series is good because I did stick through all of them, but it's just, some of those fights are just such a pain in the ass. And it's like, I think in all of the games, every single boss fight I had to struggle with. Yeah. And. Especially that first, the first east game, just, <laughs> and the, the bosses God. are difficulty spikes. I didn't even know what the hell to do the first time, and then it's like, okay, yeah, you're supposed to just do chip damage to this guy, while avoiding all these gouts of flame shooting out everywhere. <laughs> or, or it's like,
0: oh, I just, I don't have X sword yet, so I cannot actually do anything in this fight at all.
4: Yeah, and it's. I think maybe with that one, it's like, I also went out and got one more level, and it's like, oh, wow, I'm doing real damage now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so severe, because by that, like, you have to be max level in that game, like, by halfway through it, or you're, gonna, yeah. you're not going to do anything. And then, like, you don't get any better after that.
4: Yeah, and it's, because I think what I started doing with a lot of them is this, like, I would get experience until pretty much it was very, very obvious that you weren't supposed to get any more. Yeah. Just because that game yeah. is not subtle in the slightest with that. No. Where it's like, oh, I got 50 experience. Oh, now they're giving me two. So okay, I I'm guess I should move on. move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a real Falcom thing. Like even with trails in the sky, I would get, lo- I would enter a new area and like for three or four fights. Oh man, I'm finally getting like four or 500 experience a fight. Oh great. Now I'm getting 20. Okay. <laughs> I see where they want me to not level anymore.
4: Uh, I mean, on one hand, it is kind of neat because it's like, okay, well, I know I'm at the point where I should be for this boss, at least, instead of like, was I supposed to go level more or, you know, but yeah, it's still just with how the bosses are. It's like, no, you were supposed to go level.
3: Yeah. Go do it. <laughs> like,
0: East, East 1 and 2 definitely are just like, go level up. Just go. Yeah. Go level up, get all of the best gear because you are not winning this fight without it.
4: Yeah, and that that one bat boss, I think that was in the second game.
0: Fuck Vajulian. That's the first game.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the first one. And
2: fuck Dark Fact as well. Fuck that fight. Yeah, Dark Fact took like an hour. That fight is just fucking bullshit nonsense.
4: Just Instant death.
2: Hey,
0: check it out. The is randomly falling. Instant death. Fuck you. Suck a dick. (laughs)
2: Hey, Polly. Hey, Polly. What's up? I just remember playing East 1 and beating Vogulian on my first try. I
0: think you need to go suck a dick as well. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? How about that?
2: (laughs) I
4: I remember with me, it's like I beat my head against that guy for like probably like 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck this! And it's like I, I started getting ready for bed and it's like I started smoking, and it's like, okay, I found the silver armor. I'm going to give this one more shot before I go to bed. (laughs) And then I took him down. And I was like, well, saving the game, quitting. (laughs) Saving the game,
0: quitting.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you either have to stay close to him or stay far away so that he doesn't turn into, like, an impossible giant mass of bats and stays pretty constant.
4: Yeah,
0: he stays tethered to you, kind of. Like, you've got to be very
2: careful with your
4: movement. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like you because you kind of have to like almost run circles to kind of like help gather the bats up, so yeah. that way you have enough like yeah. space. But then you can't get too far away because he only has like a two second window opening to attack him. So yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's it's like a millisecond. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's dreadful.
4: But then oh, yeah,
2: not can't be that bad because I beat him the first try.
4: But, yeah. <laughs> and then I moved through the uh, 3D ones.
3: Uh, mm. Origin. <laughs>
4: Origin I didn't really care for all that much just because it's like I played Unica who is awesome. Yes, so but the story just story just shits all over that girl. Yeah, And it's just like everybody that. has to go, you can't use magic. It's like I, I don't think she forgot anytime soon. Yeah, you know? like she's painfully aware, <laughs> like she can't use magic,
0: but the girl fucking throws around an axe like nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> she got oven and... mitts on and a big old axe. She's coming for your face, dog. It's Like
4: you can't use magic! Oh God, my face! Give that
3: back. <laughs> we're
4: we're
0: watching. We've been watching a a friend of mine, uh, Duo, or um, After Five on Twitch. He's been playing that game blind on
4: Nightmare, and it's
0: just been hilarious.
4: Yeah. <laughs> his
0: his struggles and 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 hearing his contrasting stories with how Carmichael's went because he played on normal and it, he said it was bad enough. But then then seeing these fights on Nightmare is just so ridiculous. The the second stage of the second Epona fight is so stupid.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I just caught a bit of that when I tuned in today. I kind of Accidentally made him rage quit yesterday, so.
0: I don't think it well, was. I don't think it was you. I think it was. Another.
4: I was. I was one of the two mm. that was saying because I just made a suggestion. I was like, well, I noticed that when you use the fire sword, you hit the boss too. Maybe use that more. And then it's like he switched to that, but it was like. Mm. yeah, so it's like, well, not saying anything anymore. You're you're,
0: you're one of the (laughs) reasons I got modded, huh?
4: I guess so, but (laughs) that was pretty much why on Twitter, I was like, one of these days I'll learn to shut up. (laughs) But... What happens when you use the fire sword? It it made him able to win the fight. Yeah, and he's been <laughs> he was, trying he was,
0: to do it, you know, like he's, he's uh, got a person that wants to do it on his own, he doesn't want people to tell him how to do stuff, and that's awesome, because he's been figuring it out on his own, and that's been fun.
4: And I mean, in my defense, it wasn't like he had just died, and I was like, oh, do this. It was like, he had been going at that thing for a while, <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's like at one point, he did pause, and he's like, I need a strat for this guy, and it's just, but he kept using the same sword, and it's like, he was only attacking one enemy at a time, and it wasn't working <laughs> and i mean i didn't mean to like go no do you need to do this this and this it was like maybe try that maybe try something else yeah. <laughs> but oh well, oh, well
0: that's not big deal. no big
4: deal <laughs> i'll just keep quiet whenever i'm in there i did miss the one boss that i wanted to see him fight because i wanted to know how he beat it and it was the one right after creeper that uh that uh, scorpion type thing that summons up all the bugs.
0: Oh, apparently he had to look up a strategy for it.
4: Okay, yeah, because uh, I don't know how the fuck I beat that thing. Yeah, he
0: was, <laughs> he was there. He, I know, like, he started streaming again at around, like, one thirty in the morning or something. Uh, yeah, and he was stuck there for a good hour. And okay. He, and he, I think he just looked up a video.
4: Okay, yeah, because that one, it's like, I beat my head against that guy, and it's like I finally just kind of abandoned all defense, and that seemed to be what I needed to do. But it was, I think that fight pissed me off more than anything else, including that double head boss that he was currently fighting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That boss looked fun too. Which is another boss from East 1.
4: Yeah. It was at least a lot easier in East 1. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
0: That, that boss was pretty easy. Just skate around and. Make sure yeah. you don't hit it head on. That's all you've got to <laughs> do. Heyo!
4: But, um. Then I played the uh, Othen Felgana, which I usually just call Othen Flargon Hargen, because that's easier for me to pronounce. Bad game. <laughs> yeah. That was, that, my, that, that was my first East game. That
2: game's much It's better. real good.
4: I think I honestly had just as hard of a time with that as Origin.
0: Oh yeah, like but... those games are hard. But I think that oh, yeah. I, I think that like Oath is a much better game than Origin.
2: Yeah, for sure. I agree. And
4: <laughs> in, it was actually the original of Oath is uh, the one that got me into it. The Wanderers of East oh, on Super. God, oh. <laughs> that game was rough. Yeah, and I mean I. I honestly can't tell you too much about it. I just remember it was a side-scroller, and I did actually beat it. Oh, my God. But that was also, like, 20-plus years ago, too, yeah, so. Yeah.
0: It's back when you got a game or you rented a game and you fucking beat it because that was the only game you are getting for a year.
4: Exactly. So it was like, welp, I have this. Might as well continue. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think I was just also a lot more tolerant of that kind of bullshit, too, when I was younger. Weren't we It's so like I expected that. Weren't so. we all? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, and then I played the uh, arc, and that one, arc was easier for me because you could actually stockpile healing items. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, just stock them up for days, not a problem.
4: On the downside, that was the one that also taught you how, th- or forced you to learn how to do that dash attack thing. Oh, God. Even though the game gives you, like, the absolute worst way possible to describe how to do it. yeah. And yeah. I did finally get good at it, but I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I, like, like Napishtim, it's an alright game, but it, you can tell that it's very prototype
4: Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, it, it, despite all the problems I had with those, it does make me wish that 4 and 5 was on Steam. Because mm-hmm. I would like the whole story. Right. And going from pretty much 3 to 6, it's like, Okay, they just brought in a bunch of characters. I have no idea who these characters are. I think
2: I feel like the numbering, the whole numbering thing, in those games is just kind of a complete clusterfuck mess, and probably yeah, isn't it, too important to take, pay attention to.
4: It. I mean, I know it's just like they're pretty like, like insular, I guess would be the right word for it, where it's yeah. like they're all pretty self-contained. Yeah. But it's like they're, it's just like little side characters and stuff.
2: There are two I, E's fours that were completely different games, one on the turbo graphics and one on the suit on the SNES. And also they re they remade Ease four with elements of both of those games for the PlayStation Vita like a year ago. Yeah,
0: it's and so made weird. Made that also Ease four. Yeah I guess the memories <laughs> of Salsetta. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ease S. Five and oh. yeah, and Ease Five doesn't even is like a bad Zelda game, yeah. as I understand.
0: Yeah, it's gotcha. not good. It's not very really
2: good. <laughs> That never got remade, and then there's E6. So it's really weird, and it probably you probably don't need to be like, well, I played E1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, <laughs> Yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> a and lot of 7, seven is <laughs> PSP only right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: it's a good game, though. I like 7, despite the fact that I think it's like the most boring story this side of Secret of Mana. I think that that game is really fun to play.
2: Yeah, you described it, I think, as like if Secret of Mana was fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> not, basically... not
2: better. Not better in any other way. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> I remembered liking Secret of Mana, but again, it was like 20 years ago. Last time I played, <laughs> so might not want to dredge up but,
0: those memories. Might not be so. Yeah, no.
4: This time. no. A lot of those is just like, well, I also remember it taking a long time and grinding required. So it's one of those where it's like best just to leave it be or watch some videos online. Yeah, so. Isn't it
0: fun to grind up those spell levels? Come on. Super
4: <laughs> fun. Yes, I, I do remember it's like you got um, the tree absolute last for plot reasons, but it's like you needed its spells for the last boss, and yep. you're pretty much grinding those levels on the boss. <laughs>
2: I actually got to The Lich and then couldn't win, and then that was when I was like, oh, okay, yep, I'm done. After I'd watched the ending on YouTube like eight months earlier, before <laughs> that, before I think Pure Lands. And then I trudged through that, and then it was like, nope, this is still too much.
0: Somebody's going to burn our podcast down one day with as much shit as we <laughs> talk about that game. <laughs>
2: I'm really trying to be chill, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine
0: with it, because I think okay. the game's game garbage.
4: <laughs> but after that, I played uh, Sparkle 2 Evo. And I think the best way to describe that is it kind of looks like the um, the starting stage of Spore, All where right. it's, you're just kind of like this little uh, microbe thing, mm-hmm. and you okay. go around and and eat other bits, and that's pretty much all there is to the game. Right. And it's, you can kind of turn on, like, where it's, um, you're going against the computer, at which point it's just kind of like a race, Mm -hmm. or you can just kind of go at your own pace.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
4: But, um, it's kind of neat, it's very pretty, but that's pretty much all there is to it. Kind of like
2: Flow. Sounds like...
4: Oh? I, I haven't actually tried Flow, but...
2: Yeah, I don't really like it, but um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so like violent. You're going around eatingism.
0: Yeah, the aesthetic is eating-
2: just like flower, <laughs> is like flower and journey. Where it's like, oh, look at our beautiful game, but it's just like this violent. De- eating everything and getting bigger. <laughs> I, I, just, I just
0: want to say, John, that your net had the best out there because you said, eating-ism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pretend that that's what the game is.
4: <laughs> and... Oh. Hmm? Up next? Um, yeah, yeah. After... <laughs> after that, I played uh, Forward to the Sky. Which, um, I got 100% achievement on that in two hours. (laughs) It's, yeah, (laughs) it's, uh, it's like this little platformer with some beat-em-up elements. It's, uh, it's very cute. It's pretty much about this, uh, princess that's going to a tower that's floating up in the sky and there's some crystals in it, Mm -hmm. but there's this scary witch that scared everyone out of there. And so the princess is going to go and defeat the witch. And pretty much as she traverses the tower, she kind of finds out what actually happened and who this witch is and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. And um, in order to get uh, the story bits, you have to collect the crystals as you go through. And there's uh, 75 crystals and then 22 enemies. Each enemy drops one crystal. Uh, one There's one big enemy that will drop three. Uh-huh. So you get, you get 100 crystals per level.
3: Gotcha.
4: And... And that's also the only achievements is for clearing a level and getting all the crystals in a level. Mm. But like I said, it took me about two hours, and it's a it's a fun little game. It's a nice little story. It's one of those I'd recommend uh, pick up like whenever it goes on its sales, which is pretty often.
0: Steam but, um... Steam Summer Sale coming up. Never know.
4: Yeah. So and and like I said, it's not very difficult at all. There's only like two or three times where it was like, oh, this is kind of hard just because of what you were having to do or stuff like that. But it was a fun little distraction. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I had picked up a borderlands pre-sequel. So I was like, you know what? It's been years since I played through borderlands. I'm going to do that. So I replayed borderlands one and I played all the DLC for the first time. And before I'd only done the uh, Secret Armory, Armory of General Knox uh, mm-hmm. with some friends of mine, mm-hmm. and so this time I also played through um, the Zombie Island of Doctor Ned and the uh, uh, Robot or the Claptrap Revolution as well. Right, and those were pretty neat, and it was also kind of nice to see the Claptrap one since that leads directly into Borderlands Two, and that was about the time that I realized that my computer was having power problems because I started trying to play ff14 again at that point point. Uh, and also mm. borderlands 2 crashed on me what only one time but mm-hmm. it was enough for me and also i was doing the second playthrough on borderlands 2 because <clears throat> i pretty much stopped right after my first playthrough so i was like i'll just do that and the difficulty is way too hard for me to have fun with that because it's like because you know how it goes up in difficulty whenever you add more players
0: yeah yeah the scaling's terrible
4: yeah, well, with this one, it's when you start the second playthrough, it's more like you're at one-and-a-half times difficulty. Oh. So it's it's not where it's impossible, but it's like everything is pretty much just two-shotting my shields here. Yeah. So it's, just, yeah. it's really annoying. And I
0: imagine there's a and lot it, of bullet sponginess going on.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like when you get good weapons, it's like they'll be nice for about two or three levels, and then you have to replace them again. Yeah. And it's like, I have some golden keys, but those are always a crap shot. So it's like, yeah. sometimes like, oh, sweet, a good weapon. And then like five levels later with those, it's like, yeah, now this is doing no good. So, but, um, Yuck. that was about the point that I got, I started using Twitter and, and then I started watching some of your streams, <laughs> which included Labyrinth of Toho 2. There you go. And that game consumed me.
0: Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. It was Whew.
4: from from start to finish, I think it was about 75 hours.
0: Yeah, that's about where I ended too.
4: And I should apologize to both you and Rhett for just spamming the feed with screenshots. Why would you Rhett? Well, especially Rhett, because I think when he accepted my uh, friend invite back in like December, I don't think he had any idea what he was getting into with me.
0: <laughs> well, Rhett is like... Toho guy like he's gonna care if there's More Toho on his fucking timeline
4: Well that was all, That was also You're... with the uh, Neptunia 3 As well it's just like yeah.
1: oh, all the Screenshots <laughs> oh but everybody Was doing that with Neptunia 3 like yeah. UB, Polly, Raquel were just like This game's real funny you guys yeah. <laughs> There is a lot to Capture here I've been, trying to, yeah. I've been
0: trying To not do that with some of the Games that I'm going through these days Cause it's like oh great am I gonna like make everybody Mad or something
4: Well, I will say, with mine, with my screenshots, it's usually only about half of them that I take actually go up into the feed. The other one's (laughs) like, okay, yeah, no, maybe not with this one. Or, no, I've already posted, like, 20.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I took, like, 500 screenshots in Neptunia
2: 3. I just didn't post, like, almost any of them.
0: I think I only posted (laughs) about 40 of them, but I've got about 500.
2: (laughs) That was basically me and Dark Souls, where I just had all those pictures.
4: But the uh, Labyrinth of Toho 2, that was one where um, it was very hard, but it was really fun, too. I think it was when I reached Moku was where I first felt like, I don't think I'm actually going to complete this game. Oh. I think I just hit my skill level. <laughs>
3: and... because,
0: but because her gimmick is so hard to overcome because she heals every fucking round. And it's just like, how yeah. am I going like, to... I've got to do over the 12,000 points of damage she's healing, you know, in order to, like... And I've got to not lose turns over this or it's going to get worse.
4: Yeah, and it's like... I love it when
2: Neptunia starts pulling that in the back end of Rebirth one. Oh,
0: you're going to love (laughs) the rest of that series then.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But it was... um, Because also the very first time I was doing this, like, okay, I can't... I'm only doing, like you know, nine to 1300 damage around. It's like, and that's with Cerno. It, assuming she doesn't just get fried right away. <laughs> yeah. And then, and so I'm looking through like my characters at one point, And then it's like, I'm looking at Cerno and I realize her two main attacks are composite. That's not good. I'm like, wait a minute. And so then it's like, I redistribute it. Cause she was doing like, I think 450 damage. Yeah. It was something like that. And it's like, I need to do a lot more than that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
4: And, And so then it's, like, I redistributed it so they're both even, Mm -hmm. and I went back, and then I was doing, like, 900 damage a turn. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, there we go. I just need 200 more for it to actually, like, stick. And it still took me a couple of times, but then I was able to finally get her down.
0: Yeah, like, that, that game and those boss fights, like, when, like, the thing that I really like about is how those boss fights adapt as you go. Like, you know, you get a boss down by, like, 25% health, something bad is probably going to happen. And then when you get them them down to their last 10%, oh, God, they might just go (laughs) ultra pissy on you. (laughs) Yeah.
4: And I will admit without shame that I had, like, the wiki open Mm -hmm. with, like, boss strats and everything. Because half the time, it's like, I'd read through it. I would try what they said. It's like, that didn't fucking work. Mm. So it's like, okay, just be aware of this, this, and this, you know? And then I would just try to do my own thing. Yeah. And I can't remember which, oh, it was those three golden balls.
0: Oh, God. With you the fucking
4: a... Lavos uh, shtick. Yeah, you made a big it's like, mistake, didn't you? Yep. I think that one I just <laughs> went ahead and quit. It's like, I'm not doing this. I already know. <laughs> if,
0: you, if, you kill, if you kill the tank ball uh, that's the one in the front, it will instantly revive the other two.
4: Yeah, and and then and
0: like full health too. Like, and these are bosses that have like a hundred, two hundred thousand health apiece.
4: So you've got yeah, to you've
0: got to take all three of them out.
4: Yeah, because it's like I, I eliminated the healer and the damage dealer, yeah. and then it's like they popped up next turn. And it's like <laughs> it's like I I tab back over to the wiki, I read through, and it's like I read it closely. It's like right in the middle. It's like we'll revive if both are killed. It's like. Start the fucking strat with that, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I think with that one, I may have taken out the damage dealer and left the healer mm. because I think half the time it was healing itself. yeah, so it's like, okay, that's fine, you know. Yeah. but um,
0: the one on the left is actually I didn't know this until I watched Gesh's videos, but it's actually vulnerable to instant death.
4: I think I was actually able to poison all of them because I always had a raisin out.
0: Good idea. And she
4: loves resistances.
0: Yep. Good idea. But
4: um well it's I mean you, as you could tell by the one picture, I just loved her in that yeah. game. Yeah. Like when I when I finally brought her out one time it was like, Holy fuck she's good.
0: Yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> like I think that I think that in terms of uh a, 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 of like a toxicologist and you want somebody to throw poison on things, I think Riggle is better, but I think that rayson is faster about it.
4: Yeah, and it's like I did. Um, I did make Riggle a toxicologist, and most of the time I would have her out for uh, poison dealing. Yeah, but it's just how she can like debuff anything. Yeah, and it's just like, bam, everything's debuffed. Bam, do it again.
0: Yeah, Bye. If, you don't, if you if you like, you know, like a killer team is to have like Tenshi as a tank, and then you know she can, she has that a uh, great sword of Avishi, I believe. Uh, which which will eliminate just buffs completely. And you've got Rayson who can also, you know, take out buffs as well as debuff. It's a really crazy good team to have on your front line if you can keep them survivable.
4: Yeah, no, it's uh, Tenshi was my main tank for the last boss. And that was the main reason why it's like, ha ha, 100 defense mine. It's like, bam, not anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Especially because you can pick up the skill that will add that to her regular attacks as well. Yes. It's not as high of a chance, but it can still happen. Yeah, you can and still it's make a awesome So even
0: so, even when she's out of magic points, you can still just have her go with it.
4: It's and it's, it's, it's like, good. and honestly, with that last buy- boss, you need her out of magic. Yeah. And it it took me a few rounds uh, before I realized, oh, he's healing off of that. I should probably stop concentrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... It... Honestly, with, with some of those characters, I was surprised how useful they made them.
0: I think like, that, like um, nearly every character in that game has a use. It's just, like, you yeah. can really just build a team of your favorites and try to cover as many bases as you can with equipment and natural resistances. Uh, and so using, rad. It's, it's really, really good. Like i don't think i've played a dungeon crawler as satisfying as that one
4: yeah it was i i just really loved that game and i mean it's like it it surprised me just like even how useful rumia was and it's like i kind of figured you know she wouldn't have too much use but it's like she has that one attack that ignores all defenses when she uses it
3: Mm -hmm.
4: it's like i use that to take down that uh, golem foe
3: because oh, yeah, yeah. she was the only
4: one that could deal damage to it. Yep. <laughs> but um. And then, I mean, some of the characters did did end up getting replaced. Like um, uh, the Aki sister, um Minoriku. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she got replaced by Sane, yeah. because Sane had her always hit attack, a major heal, just like her. And the ability to remove all uh, debuffs as well, Yeah. or the uh, ailments.
0: She's really useful. I, I, I stuck with Minariko though well, through my end game.
4: I think it's she just ended up getting switched out at one point because I was fighting probably some really dodgy enemies, mm-hmm. and so it's like okay, I, I'm going to use her, and this is she never made it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, with Sane, I made her a uh, a magi a Magician, I think uh-huh. they're the ones that uh, grant magic back. Yeah, yeah. So she just became kind of my MP tank for everyone.
3: Good. And good. but
4: um, and then uh, Yugi became my major damage dealer, and she was a bit of a pinch tank as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some of my screenshots I have here. <laughs> yeah, she ended up with eight thousand hit points at the end. Nice. And and Mailing was my secondary tank with uh, ten thousand. And then my other major damage dealer was Alice, because she has a very good variety of attacks.
0: Yeah, she can cover a lot of bases and is good in almost every situation.
4: Is And I think her uh, evasion ended up at like 150 or something. Nice! <laughs> so it's like, she was a bit of a dodge tank at times too, and it was always nice to see where it's like, everyone hit, except Alice miss. <laughs> nice! And Ramu ended up she was pretty much the healer at the end, and um, and a buffer. Yeah. But I got all of her resistances, like, almost as high as Tenchi's, I think. Where it's like, a lot of times she was barely taking any damage. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. That's, <laughs> but that's it a was... serious time in the library there.
4: Yeah, she was the one that I think got me the achievement for 750 or more points on one character.
0: Christ.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's quite a bit. That's a lot of time yeah. to put into one character, yeah.
4: Yeah, I was constantly broke in that game. Well, oh, Yugi yeah. was the one. Yugi was the one that got me the waifu achievement because that was a hundred points or more. Yeah. And that was like right when I got her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, her, Remo, and Alice probably spent the most time in the library. But it's like, anytime it's like, oh, I got fifty thousand. Oh, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It pays to just like blow your money in that game because. It's an infinitely, you know, you get it by the truckload, by the time you're at the end of the game anyway, and if you're not spending points in the library, you're probably going to end up in a bad situation.
4: Yeah. Get that speed upgraded. (laughs) I'm honestly not sure how you got that far without those speed upgrades, because some of those bosses...
0: Oh my god, they're murderous. like
4: Like, some of the ones before, it was like, when I realized what point I was, when I had seen that stream, it's like... How did she fight those other bosses? Those things were too fast for me, even now! <laughs> I re- I relied a lot
0: on speed debuffing, and it was just, that's really, you know, it, like, it never occurred to me, hey, I can spend points on speed, because <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot.
4: <laughs> but since I had, <clears throat> since you had mentioned that, and I'd watched that stream... Pretty much like when at the shrine, every fifth level, I would just put that point into speed.
3: Yeah. Each good time.
0: Good idea. Good idea.
4: So that way it's like they always had a little bit of a speed boost. Mm-hmm. And then I would just go apeshit in the library. <laughs> yep. But um yeah, that that was just a really fun game for me and it was also I think the other reason why I liked it is just because I everybody knows how much I love Toho. I don't shut up about it. Yeah and it gave me a chance to pretty much interact with those characters because I can't play L for shit and
0: it's it's got a decent little story and the characterizations are pretty good like it's decently written it's not terrible, crappy, awful fiction like like Labyrinth of Toho 1's story is just god awful and like the characterizations are so dumb like I don't know what they were thinking it's just like why are you making Voltron jokes this doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah cause it was and I I did like the characterizations too just like where it's like Ramo was talking shit to just pretty much anyone where it's like Minoriko's like oh, I wonder what kind of flower this is she's like of all the 8 million gods I get the one harvest god that's like oh look a flower <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like uh, like uh, when you're in the fire stratum and they drag uh, Chirono around like an air conditioner <laughs> That's that was pretty good
4: like, oh, these things can, Funny. like, uh, change the temperatures. Uh, should we make it cooler? Yes. All the way cool, please. All the way cool, please.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, but, yeah,
4: that's a great, great
0: game. And the quality is fantastic. It's just so well put together.
4: Yes. And, cause, and I, I really like how they handled, like, uh, defeats and everything. Just because it's like, we're making a hard game we're not going to punish you for losing to a very hard game. Yeah, you, know, it's it's just,
0: you get bounced tri- out of the dungeon and that's it.
4: Yeah, and it's just like, no, we're not going to make you go grind. You know if you need to grind or not, you know. Yeah. You know if you need to go change somebody around, choose a different subclass.
0: And the game actively so. encourages you to think up new strategies because every boss has a challenge level to it where if you beat it at or below that that challenge level, you get extra shit for doing it.
4: Yeah. I can't remember which boss I finally gave up on that with. There was one point where it's just like, no, this, I, I can't. I think for
0: me it was maybe the second Tenshi fight.
4: It was probably somewhere around there. It may have been the first one for me. (laughs) If not the, if not the first one, it was the boss battle right after that. Or is this, and at that point I may have just been over level already. I was just like, fuck it. (laughs) Roll on through. Yeah. And, it's like, and a lot of those were still pretty challenging, too. It wasn't like it just turned it into a steamroll. So. No,
0: you, like, I never had a point where I, like, even when I was overleveled, I never felt like I, I just went in and stomped a boss. Like, I came out hurting almost all the time. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of times on stream where I just kind of, like, lucked into a good idea or a good strategy, <laughs> um, like, when we got through the Alice fight, or not the Alice fight, the, um, 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 the Remilia-Sakuya fight, like, that was just, like, off-the-cuff strategizing, and it just worked.
4: That that was the other thing, it's like, I don't know how many times with the boss battle where would just do something right at the beginning that, like, fucked me over, Yeah, and it's like, my... My mouse is just hovering over the little red X. It's like, no, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. And then it's like, I actually pull through.
0: <laughs> it's like sometimes will just be like, oh, great. My healer just went out on the first fucking attack of the fight. Great. It,
4: exactly. It was shit like that. We're just like, okay, switch turn real quick. And of course you just attack the person in the back row twice. <laughs> but it is a mean, yeah, it... it is
0: a mean game, but it is forgiving. And it is gentle yes. as gentle as it can be for being a very mean game.
4: And I think that was... And I like that it did that just because also it's like there's a lot of times where it's like, no, you're going to have to go and readjust your skills. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, the game doesn't give a shit about that because that's free to do. Yeah. And it's like, I don't like having to constantly change shit like that, but it's like when the game makes it where it's like they're, the only thing you're going to have to remember is, oh, what did I have equipped or whatever, you know? And then it's like, well, that's kind of a very little thing to ask of you, you know, (laughs) so... Like,
0: I would rather do that than have to go, like, just grind levels. Like, I would rather go re-outfit my party, like, refund all my library points, let's try this again, let's throw these points somewhere else, let's work our skills around, let's try another subclass, you know, like, I would rather... I would rather have to mess around like that and be playing around with strategies in my head than what I can do, rather than going, like, oh, let's just go gain three more levels.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I was actually going to do, like, a massive re-equip of everyone before the last boss. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like... Because I went through, I de-equipped everyone. And it's, like, I had notes of, like, what everyone had had before. Because there was a lot of things where it's, like, well, I, I do, like, some of these items. But let's see what I can put elsewhere. Yeah, And it's, like, I got through, like, one guy. And I was, like, fuck this. I'm going to bed. And it's, like, I got up the next morning. I'm, like, I'm just going to fight as is. See how that does. And it's, like, and I was actually able to take him down. So... Mm-hmm. But it was just like, no, I'm not doing that. That's too much work. <laughs>
0: I, I wish that the, 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 the post-game wasn't so grind-tacular. Because, you know, kind of like, I would like yeah. to play more of that game. But I know that it is, like, from having watched guest play some, it's, like, it's not worth it.
4: Yeah, I I took out the uh, boss rush, and that was pretty much it. Yeah,
0: the boss rush is really cool.
4: Yeah, especially because, like, the first two, is like, hit, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah good stuff but good
4: um stuff. but after that I went back to Hyperdimension Neptunia U Action Unleashed.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I think I had played like 4 hours of that um before I got Labyrinth of Toho. Yeah. And then I put in like another 8 hours that day and I think I had ended up beating it. <laughs> <at that laughs> not, <point>. not surprising.
0: Not <laughs> surprising.
4: Yeah. And then for like the next 20 25 hours I went ahead and hundred percented it. Why
2: did you do that? Man. Why?
3: <laughs> because you did the was...
0: tower. You did all of yep. the holy rank shit. Why yep.
4: Because I could. Oh my and god. And honestly And honestly, it wasn't too bad. It was it was tedious. It got... wasn't where it was like Aggravating. I
0: got through, like, half of Neptral Tower with one team and was like, no more. <laughs>
4: well, you want to know what was funny with me?
3: What?
4: I got through to the top with one, and then I beat the boss with cheats, because you're literally supposed to. Yeah, <laughs> and then I thought what you were supposed to do... Because all the levels just showed two characters.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So then I reset my um, progress on it. Because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> then I found out, <laughs> oh, you go back to the first level, <laughs> and you just choose two other characters. <sighs> but uh, the Neptal Tower may as well be called Lily Tower because it's an excellent place to grind the ranks.
0: Yeah, you, you will and...
4: get them up pretty fast. So pretty much what I would do is I'd just take two characters, take them to 10. I probably should have stopped at 9, but I went to 10. Mm-hmm. And then I would start over with two other characters. And then it's like, they would pretty much all be around like level 25 or 30.
3: Yeah.
4: And then I would just mix up the characters and then continue up to the top. Hmm. And I liked all the little quotes they had. I mean, I don't think it's honestly worth 25 hours of work. No,
0: It's but... not. It's not. <laughs> it's not.
4: I got, I, just...
0: got all out of, I got all I wanted out of that game's post-game when IF and Compa and and um, and Warichu appeared for a bit. And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm good."
4: Yeah, I think it was getting it the hundred percent is where Compa uh, started screaming at Warichu to die. That was really <laughs> so... good.
0: That was really fun. Aww.
4: <laughs> it, well, he stole her line. Oh so.
0: well. Okay. Well,
4: that makes. Sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, "Why did you say that, Mr. Mouse? I was going to. I worked really hard on that line." <laughs>
0: Love is over.
4: <laughs> but that is pretty much where I've been on games. Um, I did just start playing Undertale today, but that was like <laughs> ten minutes of it. So we might
0: have uh, heard of that game before.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's one that's uh, you hear about it here and there. You know. <laughs> yeah
0: little known indie darling you know you'll have to you know you have to dig around to find info on it every now and again but you know
2: it's someone who followed me on twitter said someone who follows me on twitter told me yeah i'll play undertale once people stop talking about it and i was just like
3: (laughs) you're
0: following john Uh. fucking fire
4: (laughs) (laughs) and it's i mean uh, yeah when i'm dead (laughs) I mean, I do kind of understand that mentality a bit because it's like you want to play it without the hype affecting you. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I've waited so long on it, just because it's like I can also build it up myself. So it's like I'm waiting for myself to calm down about it. So I'm not expecting more than it's going to give me. Right, right. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just, I'm also really weird with games. I have a lot of these I've had, they're in my Steam inventory I've had for years. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I was super excited when I bought it, but I still haven't played it yet because it's like, it's kind of in that uh, weird phase of where it's good and bad right now. Yeah. And as soon as I play it, it's going to collapse into one of those and I don't want it to be bad. So as long as I haven't played it, it's still good. (laughs) (laughs) But.
2: Oh, don't worry. Undertale will stay good after you play it. it's (laughs) It's Schrodinger's tale.
4: Exactly. But, um, I mean. All I've gotten into is where um, uh, Goat Mom is pretty much like, wait here, I'll be back. It's kind of dangerous ahead. <laughs> and obviously you're supposed to go forward. Yeah. Although as soon as you yeah. enter the next room, she's like, you're still waiting there, right?
3: <laughs> <It's>
4: like, yes! <laughs> Get
0: ready for a lot of that type of humor. It's just really funny, cute, and absurd <laughs> in ways. You'll love it, I think. I, I
4: yeah. did like the one fight you had with the uh, the frog guy where it's like... You talk to him, and it's like, he's kind of happy you talk to him, and this, like, goat mom, like, appears, and she's just giving him, like, this death glare kind of <laughs> looks, shuffles off-screen. <laughs> like, I'll be going now. <laughs> um, I'm out of here. She's
1: very protective. Yes, she <laughs>
4: is. But, um, so I'll probably give be giving that game uh, more of a shot. Um, in non-video game things, um, past couple of years I've been reading the Discworld books, uh, pretty much all of them <laughs> mm. I I I tried to read those like a number of years ago I picked up uh, the first three uh, color of magic um, light fantastic and equal rights mm-hmm. and I got through uh, color of magic and it was kind of neat and then when I was reading equal right or um, uh, light fantastic I, I just pretty much wasn't in the right frame of mind because it's it's very British humor which is which I've been raised on right, right. it's like I I grew up watching like the young ones, danger mouse and Monty Python's flying circus, Mm -hmm. but it was this, he was going off on like some sort of tangent. And by the time I got to the end of it, it it's like, I don't even know what the fuck I was reading to start with here. So I put it down for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And then my friends that I visit in LA, I was, um, they have a lot of the Discworld books. I was like, yeah, I tried reading those. I just couldn't get into it. And she's like, Oh, well the first ones are like, they're kind of rough to start with. And so she gave me, um, Guards, Guards, the start of the Nightwatch series. Mm-hmm. And which follows around uh, Captain Vimes. And it was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And so it's like pretty much every time I go down there, she gives me three of the books and then I read them. And then I go down like every two months. So then I come back, I give her those, and then she gives me another three. And I think I'm pretty much down to like the last three books she has, which are the uh, Tiffany aching ones, which aren't grabbing me as much. Much as the Watch series, but it's not like they're bad or anything. I just prefer the other ones more, is all. Right. right. So, but um, I've only just started a Winter Smith. So, but I I think it's mostly with the Tiffany Aching ones because they all take place pretty much on the chalk or near it, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't feel as connected to the rest of Discworld. Although, I mean, granted, most of the uh, the uh, watch series takes place in Ankh Pork, so it's—I mean—that's all one location too, for the most part. But, but it's—it's it's a really good series. If you like—if you like British humor and uh, fantasy, it is—it yeah, is an excellent. They're
0: classics. Place. They're classics for yeah. a
4: reason. And I am glad that she uh, uh, she gave those to me because it's—they are super fun. Right. And I will probably have to pick up a few more of more oh, myself just
3: yeah because
4: oh, yeah. she did have a couple extras um that she had like two copies of for whatever reason so i now have mort minute arms and the truth as well cool beans that's- and um that that's pretty much all i've been reading though is just all the Discworld books ever <laughs> cool 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 and then um i've also been playing uh Dungeons & Dragons um, I play with uh, some of my friends online from the uh, Captain SNES forum mm-hmm. and um, we're pretty much all scattered around it's uh, there's one of us up in uh, Washington two in LA uh, what another me in Southern California uh, one in New York and then another in Florida Damn. so we pretty much have the four corners yeah. one of them used to be in Alaska <laughs> so Jesus
0: kind of like nailing like this is the worldwide international seriously (laughs) but um
4: we don't do like super super like difficult games it's pretty much for all of us to like get together shoot the shit and have fun that's mainly
0: like when I played D&D that was basically all it was we were just always always getting into stupid shit and just having fun with it
4: and so there can be a lot of times where it's like are you sure you want to do that Wait what? Oh no 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 not against that guy. No 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 (laughs) no. But um, is I think I started playing with him back in it was like 2009 or 10. I want to say I could probably bring up one of my old character sheets. But um, before that the last time I'd played was probably like late middle school, early high school, somewhere around there. So it had been a good number of years since last time I'd played. Yeah. That was, like, 96 or 97, so... But, um... It was kind of funny, the first game I played with them, it was a 4th edition. And it was their first 4th edition as well. And the last uh, one that I had played was 2nd edition, or Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, as it was called back then. Yeah. And so it was like, there's a few things where it's like, okay, so-and-so is petrified. And I'm like, what? And, like, it lasts, like, two rounds. Like, Oh! Okay, I'm used to that being, like, forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always, we always had really cool GMs, uh, like, we would usually trade off, but we were always super cool about it, it was just like, oh, what, your character, like, no hit points left,
3: oh,
0: no, you you lived somehow, and you're still able to do stuff, I don't know,
4: have fun. was oh, that, that's... With that, that's just how the rules were. In that, it's like most of the effects were now very like temporary. Yeah. It's yeah. like there are a few things that could probably still petrify you, like until you get a, a stone to skin spell. But
3: yeah,
4: it was still just like okay. It's like yeah, that's a uh, that's a lot less scary now. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I know a lot of people go real hardcore with D and D campaigns, though, with where it's just like, oh no, you died, and you aren't going to be but, doing um, anything the rest of this session. <laughs>
4: Yeah, oh, and I mean, cool. I I know some people have fun with that, and, and if that's their thing, power to yeah, them,
0: but... I I, I never could, play. like, any time I played with groups like that, I always just found it way too
4: stodgy and uptight, and was just like, you
0: guys don't really know how to have fun, do you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, um, it's like the, uh, in that one I had a uh, dwarven sorcerer named Veneer, and then the next game we played was, pretty much all the ones afterwards have been uh, Pathfinder games with, like, variant rules. Right. And, and then it's like the next one was um it was an epic eight campaign, so we just we capped mm-hmm. it level eight, and then there was some in game stuff uh that allowed it to go up to ten later, mm-hmm. but I had a um a black ninja elf named mikhail, mm-hmm. and uh that one was kind of fun right. the king in check right because I was like, um. My character was, like, one of the original inhabitants of this kingdom. It had been destroyed by a dragon. And then the character that was the king, he was, like, you know, the the cousin's son's brother's type thing. You know, where it's just, like, he technically had a call to the throne, but it was very, very indirect type thing. Gotcha. But, um, so I was there to make sure that he treated the people right and stuff. Otherwise, I would kill him. <laughs> so, and uh, he ended up becoming uh, the king of the uh, winter court as well (laughs) but it was uh it was a neat game yeah yeah. and then after after that we started one where it was pretty much uh everything goes Mm. um it was this kind of the way i like to describe it is the power levels were uh so high that it would make like vegeta and goku go whoa calm down here guys so it's so we use a mythic rules in it which is kind of like an additional class type thing that it levels up separately from your class, but it gives you extra abilities and stuff, extra dice rolls. You can reroll a lot of things. You can do extra attacks. You get super powerful spells, that kind of stuff. And it's supposed to emulate like those, like, and stuff. And um, that one, the uh, GM allowed a lot of third-party stuff. And so my character was uh, Murdoch McDaxter in Artisan. And he's pretty much a mundane that can make uh, magic items. Mm-hmm. And he can do that really fucking well. And, wow. <laughs> well, it's we've hit level 20 with this, uh, tier 10 in Mythic, and then we started going into a Gestalt type, where we're leveling up a second class with it, too. Right,
3: right,
4: right. And I went with Monk. <laughs> Because that's shoring up a bunch of my defenses. And it also gives me incredible movement speed, too. But he's, he plays kind of like a combination of uh, Batman, Iron Man, and Alice Margatroyd. So,
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but... a
4: combination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he has uh, two homunculi familiars, uh, Shanghai and Horai. Mm-hmm. And then he also has a robotic iron colossus that is goliath and goliath guards the base but that one we refer to as the amnesia campaign because when we first made it uh jd the gm who was like okay make your characters but don't make a backstory i'm gonna handle the backstory and then pretty much all of our characters woke up on this uh a ship that was flying through space crashing into like the uh, uh positive energy plane so and we kind of went from there and we didn't know what the hell had happened. And we're pretty much near the end of that game now. Is We haven't ended it yet, but we're coming very close to it. We probably have under like half a dozen sessions left. Gotcha. But um, Murdoch can just, with all of the mythic powers he has, he can make stat books in a full round action, which normally would probably take about two months to do, I think Mm -hmm. with the cost of them. So the mythic adds a lot of power to it.
0: Yeah. It's real ridiculous.
4: Yeah, it is, but it's, it's so much fun. (laughs) It's just so fun having a character where it's like, I can do whatever I want. (laughs) So, and JD has mentioned a number of times. He's like, I'm having to make what are normally like end campaign bosses for like the regular encounters for you guys right now but I think my favorite thing we did in there was when we robbed Fort Knox. Well,
0: there you go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's certainly...
4: Uh... <laughs> well, it's, um, it's... I don't know if you guys are familiar with Spelljammer. It was a, um, it was a campaign setting for 2nd edition.
0: <laughs> right.
4: And it, it, it pretty much had like multiple universes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're doing in here. Um, So we have... We're pretty much a group of pirates, and we have a base that turned out to be on Titan uh, by Jupiter. And so we go and heckle Earth every now and then. And it's... The setting for there is kind of like a uh, superhero campaign setting, where it's like... So it's not just a bunch of regular civilians. There's like superheroes we can fight and stuff. And we stole the Electro Harpoon off of a uh, dirigible one time. But at one point... Uh, JD did want us to rob Fort Knox. He had like a thing set up for it and everything. So we had joined a league of supervillains and they want a 10% cut of whatever we steal. And we're like, if we're stealing all the gold out of Fort Knox, we're not giving them 10%. So we need to set a distraction. So we had two of our people go in to rob it while the rest of us just went and caused mayhem. And um, it's uh, we have a... um a psychic class with us and she can combine with another person and it's like they get the best out of like their stats, they have both abilities but it's only one person so she combined with our cleric who kind of doubles as our rogue so she had like super high like um stealth and stuff like that while the rest of us went, robbed a bank and uh, I think we robbed a few jewelry stores as well but we ended up fighting some supervillains that were, like, uh, aligned with the seven deadly sins while they were robbed. Oh, my while God, they were, cool. <laughs> while they were stealing the, uh, the gold. And it was funny, because we robbed the bank, but it was, like, early Sunday morning, so it's like there's nobody out. And so it's like, okay, well, let's go rob somewhere else then and create some noise. And Gotta we see the
2: Philosopher's what, Stone?
4: It, it kind of, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we see the the local superhero, like, running towards us. I use my spell that's uh, Aura of the Unremarkable, which allows it's anyone that sees us just thinks we're supposed to be do- there. We're doing what we're supposed to do. It makes them kind of ignore us. And so I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, I got to go stop something. He runs in the opposite direction we came from. So we're like, what the hell's going on? What's taking our clout here? And then we encountered those guys. So we started a ruckus with them. And, um... While we were doing that, uh, somebody bro- else broke into Fort Knox. It was another one of the seven deadly sin guys. we had already stolen a bunch of pallets of gold. So we're like, fuck it, we're out. You know, it's because we were trying to keep that part stealthy. We didn't want anyone else to see us. So we took care of the, the sins. It's like one of them was um, when our bruiser went up to him. It's like one of them tried to seduce him. The other tried to make him just go kind of inert because it was like apathy. But he was able to make the will saves, luckily, because that would have been really bad if he turned against us. But um we took care of them, and then at the end, JD was like, Okay, do you want the bad news or the good news first? I'm like, The bad news. He's like, 80% of what you stole was actually lead. And I was like, Okay, well, what's the good news? He's like, You still have 10 million in gold. it's <laughs> like, Holy shit! <laughs> So, I think it ended up with this, like, each of us got a million, then there was like a million to divvy up between our cohorts, and then the rest of it went into our party fund for just, like, improving the base, if anybody gets killed, that kind of stuff. But, um, it was still just really awesome. That's when I started making all the, uh, stat-raising books, because it's like, well, I have the money for it now, so... Cool. Cool.
0: Um, in the I interest in the yeah. in the interest of time,
2: Sorry I'm, I'm
0: unfortunately, uh, I'm, I, I, we're gonna have to move on. Uh, because, yeah, no, I, I understand. That was, that, was, that was no. Three. I was
2: about. I was just about to say I could listen to people talk about Dungeons and Dragons we've, all day. We
0: still got. We still got three <laughs> other folks to to, to, to Okay. Yeah. I, don't like to, I don't like like cutting anybody off, but
4: we've been no, here a while. All, yeah. No. That that's pretty much it with what I've been up to.
2: Gotcha. I've never been able to actually like do the thing and keep a bunch of people together, so like I've just started stop started like seven times. So it's just like, oh, you're living you're living my dream. John, we're
0: moving on. I'm so happy. John, (laughs) we're moving on. John, shut up. (laughs) And after all of that, the half-year interview with Carmichael McCallis.
1: He did everything ever. He did everything.
0: <laughs> I think he's done the most things a podcast has ever contained.
2: <laughs> we oh, the
3: the toss-
0: uh, how many,
2: We're how toss- many weeks back was that? Uh, that
4: was a, that was a uh, as far as, Yeah, as far as video games go, it's pretty much the entire year. So <laughs> that does mean if, if I ever come on again, though, it's just like, uh, not much. I've been drawing some
3: <laughs> so
0: We're gonna limit you, we're gonna put a hard thirty second time limit on everything you can talk about from here on. <laughs> Rhett, my boy, my main man, my Hi. dude How's it going? Going good. What you have you have you been doing anything this last I... half a year?
1: Oh, the, you want a whole rundown. Okay, Carry I played <laughs> I played a game called Neptunia Rebirth 3, <laughs> pretty and then I played a game called Undertale. Oh, wait, oh, that was right, last year.
3: Right,
1: that was, yeah. That was Shovel Knight. I, I... Uh... Yeah, Shovel Knight, yeah. Plague of Shadows, and then... Okay. I did a lot of things that weren't video games, actually, this week. Uh-oh. Oh. I watched some of... I didn't actually finish it. I meant to, but shit happens. I watched one of your favorite Japanese cartoons... Oh no. I watched a lot of Kino's journey.
2: Yeah,
3: it's, I, oh yeah. It's, it's, you can talk yeah. you,
0: you talk about it and I'll give opinions.
2: hmm I mean You sent me you actually this was actually in the giant box of anime you sent me right yeah. when I was getting into it. Yeah. So I actually watched this too. I really like this show. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it, but I mean, it's just like I like its premise. Which is just, just
0: like this person That goes around on their talking motorcycle And they explore these weird lands And there's no real point to it Other than the adventure of it all um, Yeah and, But the thing is like, I think that it's a show that would have worked better If it was just like a bunch of one hour OVAs Because I just never felt that I got to live In any any one place mm. it, it never really felt alive to me In a lot of things for, for a lot of the episodes like, There are only like 3 or 4 episodes of it that I really like
1: like, episode 9, when... Yes. The Weird Rider won? Yes. That's episode still two. where
3: I am at. So fucking weird. Episode 2. Yeah, that episode, episode 2 is pretty Ooh. good.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, the first two were so weird, because the first one is the only one that really felt like that to me, mm-hmm. where it's like, where it just kind of ends without really arriving at any kind of conclusion moment or point.
1: or really or conclusion. Much. Yeah, that's
2: Yeah, but that's then, the one
1: with the mind reader town oh god yeah
2: I, I can't remember it's the very first episode and yeah. it just didn't That's
1: do much for me and then
2: then there's the second one right after that which is just, just this big oof oof and then um, well, from there i really like the rest of the show well the uh version
1: i have from a thing called the internet oops uh Uh-oh. has an episode zero Uh that I'm not sure if you guys have seen, which is like a 20-minute thing. It's a little shorter than the others. It's about these people who build a tower for hundreds of years. Hmm. And then the tower falls down. And they're like, yay, let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) One thing in our life
0: gives us meaning, and that's building a tower. Is that a good spot to... Yeah, so that's the thing, is
1: like... That episode, like, kind of solidified my feelings for the show, like, immediately of how it's like, you don't take this literally. Like, this is all just big, giant metaphors in your face.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: like this town, they spent hundreds of years, entire generations building this tower, and then it falls, and then they just pick it up and start doing it again. Like, that's all they cared about. And, I don't know, I really like the mood and the pacing Mm. of it. Even though, like, some parts, like, it is kind of constrained by the TV format. Like, there was the two-part episode that maybe didn't really justify being two episodes.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of... I think it's just the pacing of that show really got to me. But I I, I kind of, like... Maybe I shouldn't
1: have binge-watched it. Yeah, see, I'm limiting myself to one a day, if even that. Because I'm just like, okay, I'll just watch this for 20 minutes and then do something else.
0: I like the character. I like the premise. Yeah. I just I just thought that a lot of the stories it was telling weren't really compelling a lot of the time because they didn't have a chance
1: to really breathe. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, I just think it's like, it's so abstract and weird that like, you can't really take it seriously because it's so weird. Like, she comes to these towns where it's like, oh, here's like super modern town and like all these countries are so disconnected from each other. Like, it's really silly. Like, you yeah, tried just... to think about it logically. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. There's one episode I really liked where I think it's the third one. It seems like it's going to be these disconnected stories because the first one is about like this legend of the apocalypse or something. And then the world doesn't end and they're like, okay, And then there's another side story. And then the third one is the story about this poet who wrote a book. And then you find out at the very end, like that book got sent to the other town and they thought it was like religious scriptures about the end of the world and you're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> so that's how this stuff all got misinterpreted over yeah, time. Very in your face with the metaphor again. Yeah. Well, and then that episode had the real twist ending was like the fourth story, very short one is an army is coming to invade the town that the poet was from because they had predicted the end of the world and this was the way to stop it. Yeah. And then the bike is like so was the prophecy about the end of the world correct or not? <laughs> and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> i don't know i, I really like the show it's really <laughs> it's chill and then the yeah it's really chill it's yeah, just a i don't nice i just be... it isn't it isn't cuz
2: it's so it's in
1: your face yeah the atmosphere just really works for me
2: uh-huh yeah if you want something like really that's kind of similar and then really grounded um and less silly i mean that's basically mushishi that's kind of yeah. like the really classy, sophisticated version of that story. But I really like the the version that Kino's Journey is. I really like its atmosphere and the characters. Yeah. So yeah, I'll keep watching that. I'm excited
1: to finish yeah. it. The there's like I've been
2: thinking about sharing
1: that with Anna just
2: because we really enjoyed Mushishi. Ah, cool. There's.
1: Have you seen the newer season of Mushishi? There's. Yeah. One heard... from... No, we
2: haven't yet, but we heard it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. I don't know how old the original is, but the new one is, like, 2014, I think. Like, it's pretty recent.
2: Yeah, I kept up with someone watching it as it came out, and it just sounded super great. Cool. That's one of the few shows where I actually read the whole comic before I watched the show. I just barely barely read the comics, but, yeah, I read that one, and it's really good. And then the show was even better. Cool. I didn't know it was based on a manga, but
1: I guess everything is in anime.
2: Mm. Pretty much.
1: Uh and then I watched the new X Men movie. Uh oh. I hear not Uh-oh. so good
0: I hear not so good things.
1: I really liked uh the two kind of newer ones. What was it? Days, Days of Future, Future Past, Past, I really liked. That's definitely my favorite. First and class. First first class, yeah. Um I liked this more than I expected to because like the negativity buzz had already kind of consumed it before it even came out. Yeah. So I'm like oh, this wasn't that bad, and, like, I really enjoyed it while at the theater. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And then, like, it's a movie that kind of falls apart, like, when you apply any scrutiny to it, thinking about it afterwards. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, you know, like, the second half really wasn't as good as the first half, and the characters really just kind of stand around a lot doing nothing.
0: That's not a very exciting apocalypse.
1: No. So, like... (laughs) There's two really, really good scenes like right in the middle of the movie mm-hmm. and then it kind of drags till the end. It's <laughs> amazing. It's weird. Oh. They did bring back, uh, I think his name's Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Cool. He's yeah, he's, guy. Like, oh my he's God. One of the, yeah, he was one of the best parts of Days of Future Past. So he has and then he just kind of leaves, leaves the yeah. movie. He's yeah, just he has like, a great scene and then he leaves. They're just like, Bye. Yeah, that he's got so movie. So he comes back in this, and he has another one of those scenes. <laughs> and
2: and then, then does he leave or does he stick around? No,
1: and then he sticks around, and he. Gets oh well, a there work. you go. Yeah, so that was good, but like, they just introduced so many characters in it. Like, oh, Psylocke is here, and she has like two lines. Yay!
0: Oh wow, like take a character and, like, like that that a lot of people have wanted to see committed to film, and then just like, oh, yeah. well, she's a throwaway.
1: It's oh. like oh here here's younger storm she has one scene and then does kind of nothing the rest of the movie so like a lot of the villains are just totally tossed off like that cuz then, then they're introducing them and they're introducing even more younger mutants on the good guy side it's like oh here's uh here's jean gray and uh cyclops and oh my God. like they're adding so many characters back in and, like, Nightcrawler shows up again in the, this, this timeline. What,
0: isn't this what, like, the whole First Class thing was supposed to not be? Is, like, these <laughs> yeah, guys much. again?
1: Well, see, that's the thing. It's, that's the silliest thing about this movie is that it's 20 years later already. Like, oh. First Class, I think, was 63. Days of Future Past was 73. And this is 83. Something like that. <laughs> so, like, Excuse. it's been, like, actually, like, five years between those movies, but they're, like actors trying to play 20 years older now it's so it's super fucking weird. Mm. Mm. So that stuff's not great and like the girl who plays Jean Grey is like terrible. Oh no. And there's a ton of focus on Mystique still because it's Jennifer Lawrence playing her uh-huh. and she's just she's phoning it in.
3: Yeah.
1: Once again, like I don't get the appeal of her. Yeah. she's just, she's just real
2: dull. She's a naked
0: like,
2: blue chick. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, is it, I, she's I, in all the, she's in all those Oscar movies by that guy that did um the um, in, um the bad Oscar movies basically. <laughs> I don't know what, you know what
3: you're
1: talking about. about. She's in Hunger Games, that's why
3: she's yeah, famous. I Marvel. mean,
2: yeah, obviously.
3: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I will say yeah. this movie is better than Batman vs. Superman, which is, like, <laughs> the lowest of low bars. But, like, it's just kind of funny how the, this is another superheroes fighting superhero movies, really, because when, like, Storm is on the villain side for some reason, like, huh. it's weird. And then Apocalypse
2: himself is kind of boring. I think we're ready for some non-event movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're ready um, for like hey what if we made a movie about like a person <laughs> deadpool hey, yeah and then, hey. that was the, one the light i guess yeah so yeah.
0: yeah don't worry fox will fuck that up
1: apparently they tried to fuck up the first one like they gave it no budget and then like tried to dump it in february and somehow did really well mm-hmm. anyways <laughs>
0: but see now that they've got a hit it's just be like oh now we can yeah. meddle
1: Now they'll meddle. Yeah.
0: Now it'll be a PG-13 movie. Uh, It'll have all the balls cut off. Uh, I watched that movie, by the way. It was really fucking good. Cool.
1: Yeah. Cool. So speaking of Fox meddling with movies.
0: Oh, I hear you might have a good uh, a good little selection for us.
1: I continued down the path of watching the Alien movies. Oh Oh, no! So I watched Alien and Aliens last time. Yeah. And I. You know, I really like those. So we're going to follow that up with Alien 3. That hot summer jam banger.
0: (sighs) There is no sigh long enough. (laughs) enough. (laughs) It's like Fox took that movie, rolled it up into a giant ball, and slam dunked it into John's toilet.
3: Yeah. Touchdown. Touchdown. <laughs> so, I
1: even tried to spare myself. I watched a thing called The Assembly Cut mm-hmm. which is like the version of Alien Three people who like that movie like more because it's closer to like the director's original vision before Fox fucked it up even more. Yeah, and I still didn't really give a shit about that movie whatsoever. It's Garbo it's like it's not scary. And the action's Uh, bad. So it can't do either of the other things the other two did. Mm, And the color palette, and I guess this is just kind of a video game thing, but just the whole brown and yellow for the entire movie. It's not appealing at all. Especially after video games looking like that for a decade. (laughs) It's just like having this response like, Oh, this is so ugly. And it's so ugly. And the CG... Oh, it, is God. it is laughably bad. bad!
0: It is laughably bad!
1: So it's just kind of crazy going from the sheer majesty of the Alien Queen puppet <laughs> to... This horrible CG thing scampering, like sliding across the frame with like a big black outline across it. It's so fucking ugly. Uh, It's so so bad looking. And there are some decent close up shots towards the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it when it's like running around, it's just like. Oh,
0: it's so awful in motion. It's so terrible.
1: I could not believe that they were like, I'm like, is this just a director's cut thing or what? These can't be final shots. (laughs) But you're <laughs> saying it was just that bad. Yeah, that movie's just oh my
3: god,
0: and the things they
1: do to the character. Like, I'm not even don't even want to harp on that because I knew that stuff was coming. Yeah, but like,
0: but it's still so goddamn terrible.
1: I mean, how are you going to make a sequel to the you know when she wins last time? Like, of course shit's going to go bad.
3: You don't make a sequel.
1: Well, yes, that's one way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like I'm really not looking forward to Alien Resurrection. No, wow, you've
0: totally got to watch Alien Resurrection, man.
1: it's Which everyone says is even worse. It's even better. Huh. That My now. dad has this friend who's mm-hmm. like super into comic book movies, so like after X Men, we've talked about movies for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I, and I asked him about Alien, and he was like. He's basically, he thought Alien Resurrection is better than three. I'm like, well, you're the only person to tell me that. Wow. <laughs> but obviously still thinks the first two were the best.
0: Obviously. Those are classics, yeah. dog.
1: Oh, but he's so what? into movies, he's like, Alien is a ripoff of a movie called Vampire Planet and like something X oh, from Outer Space. God. Like he knows like the source material stuff. It's just like, oh like he'll start quoting stuff from like the 20s like he's one of those into people movies. yeah <laughs> i'm like I-, I liked alien and i Aliens. liked it it was pretty good yeah
0: like part where the person died That was cool <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah. so that's the other problem in alien 3 is that every dude looks the same because they all got shaved heads yeah. and like you don't give a shit when anybody dies because you never know who is actually dying yeah, there's your bald space marine problem yeah, yeah. What's funny is that Aliens, which actually was about space marines, didn't have that problem. Yeah,
3: yeah, I know.
0: Crazy, huh? Yeah. Boy, that movie's fucking shit.
1: Soldier 325! No!
4: (laughs) Basically?
1: Yeah. There is one character, like, they kind of develop, and then they kill him, like, halfway through, and you're like, oh, okay. Okay.
0: You're the director here, I. Who am I to say? (laughs)
1: I will say though, like Luis. the ending the ending, as weird as it was, felt like, okay, we're done. There is no need for a fourth movie. <laughs> this fucker like, like, doesn't no.
0: understand franchising.
1: But the way it ended, like, this is Ripley signing off, like, we're done here. Yeah. Nope. And then apparently they made a fourth one a few years later.
3: Yeah boy.
1: So we go from early '90s horribleness to late '90s, and Winona Ryder for some reason. Yeah,
0: you're, I'm almost you're excited. Good, you're in for a good time.
1: I'm almost re excited to watch it now just to see how bad it can be.
0: It's not so bad;
1: it's good. Oh, that's that's disappointing because like, the CG
2: in three is so bad. That you're just
1: <laughs> you're laughing at it. It's so bad. <laughs>
2: Did you ever see that clip of the of the um deleted scene from Alien One where the person like just in the alien costume just like crab walks into a scene and it's obviously a guy in a suit?
4: Yeah, I've seen that,
2: yeah, it's so funny, and it's just like, oh wow, there are so many ways this could have gone wrong, yeah, and then they it just could nailed have gone
0: it one totally tits up, but they were smart with the editing yeah. in that movie,
2: yep,
1: yeah, they edit around that thing very, very carefully, mhm. And then I watched a little bit of the director's uh, like commentary for Aliens,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: they're saying how they actually made the suit simpler in Aliens so that they could have people like doing more complex maneuvers. And the, like, they had gymnasts doing stuff in that one
3: yeah. so that oh, they, cool. they,
1: they could actually run around on all fours and have it not look completely terrible because they needed cool. somebody athletic in there to do. Oh, he awesome. also said like there's only like six suits in the whole movie, so... They're just editing around that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one is just dude in a suit, and it's noticeable, but not horribly so. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Do y'all have any opinions about the super the extended cut of Aliens versus the original?
1: I can go either. Oh!
2: Cool. I actually didn't realize I, I've that. Only, yeah, I've only seen the extended cut, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, the DVD I had was just the de- extended director's cut. Yeah. And... So I was looking up online later, and I'm like, oh, wait, I saw all these scenes. I guess I saw, like, what's the difference? And then mm-hmm. the one crazy thing, though, is, like, a super key moment to me is only <laughs> in the director's cut. It's oh, when, yeah.
2: When that. Yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, when Ripley finds out she had a daughter. Well, she knows she had a daughter, obviously, but that her daughter is now 66 years old and dead. Yeah, yeah. And she has to go through that loss, like... That seems like a pretty key character motivation to how she acts for the rest of the movie. It's like why would that Nukes? be? Why would that not be? In, yeah. in,
0: in the original cut, that's so crazy.
1: Yeah, that that cut is crazy because like the whole motherhood theme. Yeah, doesn't make sense if
0: you cut yeah, that out. If you cut that out, it makes yeah you lose it entirely.
2: So yeah. yeah,
1: I will absolutely go to bat for the longer version. Yeah, cool. Because of that.
2: Almost and there's the scene with the, the they set up the turrets is in the extended cut. That's cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just a cool scene. It's a cool this scene, but be... like... It, yeah, you can take uh, it out easy.
1: Not critical. It's just like, oh yeah, this is what video games wanted to be for a decade. Yeah. And then <laughs> Half-Life 2 happened, and they were like, hey, let's have a part where you put up turrets. Yep. <laughs> Gosh. So I did play some video games. Oh, whoa. I realize we
0: still did that on this podcast.
1: Yeah. We played video games once in a while. Uh, I kept going on Infinifactory a bit. Uh huh. And I think right. I've reached my
2: limit on that game. What? Oh, man. I got, the, I got there with the Zectronics games, like with TIS so, 100. I got yeah. there the last five problems, and I was just like, I, I have a degree in this, and I am just, <laughs> no, this is not, I can't do this. No. <laughs> this is yeah. too much. I
1: just look at the new puzzles now, and I'm just like, no, no. So <laughs> I kept. So I kept playing after the podcast last week, and one of the levels was to build like your hub. Like between each level, you go to this little room because mm-hmm. you're being like held captive by aliens and forced to build stuff. That's like the story of the game. And one of the levels was to just build the room they lock you in. Oh. And it's like, oh. So I just looked at this level and went like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> And then I realized, like, okay, this isn't that complicated. Like, they're making it out of huge pieces, so it's only, like, five parts you have to assemble. And the whole premise of this one is that it's the first time you're working with, like, really large objects.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's tricky. And then the floor is kind of at the level it needs to be at for the end, so you can't... You have no vertical, like, fiddling. Right. mm So it's really tricky trying to figure out how to weld everything together and get it in one piece. So I beat that, and I'm like, okay, what's next? And the next thing was a new piece that will lift stuff up into the air. And I'm just like, oh, no. (laughs) Because, like I said last week, the one thing they had, you never could lift stuff up. So everything was coming down, so you could kind of build your puzzles around that. And now they're like, nope, okay, now you can lift stuff up. So we're going to make the puzzles even more fucked. Mm. So like, you have these tiles that'll shoot Jeez. stuff up, like, five tiles into the air, and then you got to deal with that. <laughs> so <laughs> I kept going through some more levels, and I'm like, there was one level that was just like, this is this is fucked. I'm, like, kind of done with this game here. But then there are hints that there's going to be an ending coming. So in each, like, set of levels, you only ac- actually have to beat, like, two or three out of six or so to move on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I, like, look at the five levels I have available, and I'm like, well, this one I might be able to do. And I beat it. And, like, a thing happens, and I unlocked a second campaign.
3: Oh, no. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> em- Emphasis on pain. I wasn't done the game. I was about halfway through. And I'm just like, oh, no. Like, seeing, like, four new areas open up and, like, new tile unlocked, new tile unlocked, new tile unlocked. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> You're, like, all f boring
2: hoping that it stops. <laughs> So I'm like, (laughs) I think
4: I found the escape pod off this alien ship.
2: (laughs) So
1: I do this one tutorial level for the new stuff. And it's like, now you're dealing with teleporters. So you're bringing in materials from like some alternate dimension where gravity is different.
3: Oh, good God.
1: So I think when I probably shouldn't have like skipped through the text. I probably should have actually read it. But what seems to be happening is that when you lift stuff up with the lifter piece now, it doesn't regain its gravity afterwards. Oh, so there are conveyor no. belts with the conveyor on the underside. So that's the how you have to move that stuff once it's been lifted. And I'm just like, I'm I'm done. I'm done. This is this is too Ow. much. <laughs> it's like they're oh. just doing like it is fully like three dimensional now. I'm just like I, I can't anymore. <laughs>
0: My brain does not think in this many dimensions.
1: Yeah, it is just like, (laughs) uh,
2: that was for me the TIS one hundred. That was when, um, so you're taking an input and putting out. You're taking in a bunch of numbers and then putting out different numbers that, um, just undergoing these really complicated operations, like Mm -hmm. do long division in an assembly and whatnot, and that's all really tough. And you're creating like little data structures and whatnot. Then Mm -hmm. it gives you like a visual output screen where you can draw pixels oh, and it tells you wow. to start drawing shapes using assembly oh god yeah and just like i did like half of those levels and then it goes just like draw a bunch of these random squares according to these this information and i'm just like oh oh <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> okay
1: okay yeah. I- like, these games are fun, but they get difficult to a point where it kind of maybe starts to feel like work. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. these levels were taking me, like, 40 minutes apiece before. So I'm just like, I can't, I can't, because I look at them and go, no, no! That's like, like mm-hmm. do I
0: want to like, spend yeah. two hours on a solution exactly that might that. not work.
2: Yeah, that's, that's
3: exactly it. That's the I true spend, nightmare like, of this game.
2: Because
1: on the last level, I did finish... Like, I was right there, and then I realized, like, I had to change something, because it was, like, the level was to, like, destroy a tree and, like, use part of the leaves to build a, like, a a juice, and I'm like, wait, it also wants part of the tree trunk, so, like, I've got to totally reconfigure how I'm, like, drilling the tree apart, and it's just like, ugh, because this this game doesn't give a fuck if you did something wrong,
2: (laughs) because, like, everything... plug these solutions into source control start brand get put it get on put them on github branch yeah. off. oh my
0: god my
2: god yeah i mean game? that's there's something admirable about that right because there's nothing oh, else yeah. like
1: this yeah Absolutely. these games There's
2: nothing else
1: these games are definitely god. their own genre i think at this point
2: yeah like they're not even puzzle gate doesn't even feel like puzzle. like just problem solve yeah
1: yeah yeah, they are logic problems where you're doing exactly. like actual actual like factory logistics at this point.
2: Yeah. They they're the way that they, they don't have to have necessary oh like God. with those problems at the end of space camp that he had hadn't solved.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, that shit. Create these scenarios.
2: Much... <laughs> yeah, that's going as far as possible I imagine in this world, but yeah. The funny no, thing is that they're... this
1: game has Steam Workshop support, so people are making their own levels to give out.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> apparently, I only actually just unlocked that when you get to the second campaign. Like I could, well, apparently, I wasn't even allowed to play them until you get this far, which is kind of crazy. I mean,
0: that's, that's, <laughs> that's scary about what that says about what they expect to see
1: on the, you know, the, on the workshop. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm yeah. Just like there's, there's no way I'm putting up. Trying to do someone's crazy, like impossible, user-made level. Yeah. Uh, and Ooh. then I played. I finished *Tearaway Unfolded*. Oh, really? Ooh. That game is very special. Really. So. I I would say, John, you have a Vita. You should you should play this game. Yeah, probably because <laughs> it's probably the best game on the Vita. I think. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much. So, when when I last played this or talked about it on the podcast, I had done like the first six areas, and I was like, the game was like, oh, your journey is going to be over. And then it does like, no, nah, just kidding. And then, like the level select like, opened up to be another six levels, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: and then I kind of ended up Love taking that. a break after that because I was just like, kind of not feeling the seventh area. Mm. And I'm like, am I am I kind of bored of this now? Like, what's going on? And then of course like when I picked it back up this week, like something really awesome happened right afterwards oh. where you get a paper plane and you can, there's this huge like open area where you can just fly around and they're not quite open world, but like a much bigger area than anything else in the game so far. And just flying around is really cool. Mm-hmm. So that area is kind of fun. And then the story gets a bit weird. Oh, you, you meet a group of scientists who are researching the nature of buttons Okay. So like they're building these big PlayStation buttons and then like they'll have like a giant X and then when you press X on your controller it moves in the game as well and they're like see it's being moved by an invisible force. Oh the my god. uneducated people the uneducated people call this god and I'm just like what?
3: <laughs>
1: wow. So they're like <laughs> They they're trying to use science to like explain Buttons moved by God, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, so that would be this an whole... instant rehook right there. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this whole kind of story arc <laughs> that goes in an interesting direction, and in the, like they're trying to build a controller because they want to take control of their own destiny. And we're we're not going to be listening to this the you anymore.
3: Oh, that's what wow. they call it. the
1: player is known as you, of course. <laughs> So then, there's this big climax, and I'm like, "Well, this is the end of the game." And then you finish it, and they're like, "Okay, let's let's get back to the real story." And like the level select opens up again, and there's another six areas. Oh my god! So I was I was totally not ready for that. I'm like, "This game is over. It's awesome!" Like, like I was so excited. Just,
0: that's just a side story.
1: I mean, it's a, about a third of the game but like it wasn't the ending. That's crazy. It was just it was kind of a side story like the mystery of Sogport. What is going on underneath and
2: it's like they're building controllers and buttons. It's really weird. Oh. And the other thing okay, in that game is this, that, was this a remake or is this a sequel? This is
1: a reboot sequel or not it's not a sequel. It's kind of a re-envisioning of the Vita game because okay. not everything in the Vita game would work on a right. PS4 okay. controller. Okay. So that they kind of took some stuff out and they added some stuff in to make up for it. Yeah. So, I think most people actually kind of prefer the Vita version because it's the original and some stuff just works on it better. Gotcha. Because one of the later... So one of the areas I got to after that was basically the premise was it was taking place inside the controller.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have this top-down view the whole time and every... It, like motion control you know when you tilt the controller everything in the level tilts Mm -hmm. and i'm just like man this would make a lot more sense if you were looking down onto your vita and not looking up at a tv and moving the controller yeah because so like the ps4 version kind of has to work with that disconnect where some stuff's happening in the tv and some stuff's in the controller whereas on the vita those are the same thing so it can be more kind of unified that way and then there's that one thing on the PS4 version where you throw an object into the screen and yeah. it lands in your controller, and, like, that shit's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. That might only be on the PS4 version. I found another thing in that. If you stroke the touchpad slowly, like, while a squirrel is in your controller, it'll start, like, purring. Oh, my God. And there's, like... Because <laughs> I was looking at the achievement, and one of them is, like, pet five animals through your controller. And I'm just like, you... Game, you are ridiculous. <laughs> And then you went and pet five animals. Well, I did I did it once just to see what happened, and it's like, oh, oh I'm like, oh, that's that's real cute. <laughs> I think, like, the overall theme of this game, I think, is kind of being a kid again. Like, just embracing kind of the silliness of it. Because a lot of the time, they'll always be asking you to draw things for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, draw a fish. And then I'm like, I'm going to make an umio. <laughs> like... <laughs> Draw us a symbol and I'm like, I'm gonna draw like the the big Neptunia N. Oh my god. So like that was all over this one science lab area. They had <laughs> the Neptunia <laughs> N
4: Big Neptune okay, logo
0: everywhere.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, this sounds so delightful. It's really good. Cool. And there's actually like a lot of cool motion control stuff in the final areas where like you're tilting platforms with the controller while still moving the character. Oh fun. And it like, it got really difficult, like almost annoyingly <laughs> so, but it was just kind of funny where it's like, I'm using wired right now. I actually have to unplug this because I'm trying to do like a 360 with my <laughs> controller while still holding the, D- <laughs> the analog stick. Cause it's, I'm just like, how do I get around this thing? Cause it's like a circle, like kind of a hamster wheel made out of playing cards. But then as you tilt the controller, they rotate. And I'm just oh, like, this, yeah. this is, this is messed up. <laughs> Weird. So So gameplay wise that game totally holds up. Like I think it's real easy to compare it to a Puppeteer where the platforming was kind of middling at mm-hmm. best. Like mm-hmm. the gameplay in this is really fun and it did surprising things with the story as well, especially in the middle. Yeah, that sounds fucking Yay. super cool. Cool. So um for a lot of the game though, I was like, How are they gonna end this? Because like They're getting you to believe this game is happening, like, inside your TV slash controller so well. Like, I'm practically expecting something to pop out of the controller at the end. (laughs) (laughs) So, I finished the game. Mm -hmm. And as we've gone over, I am a very emotional person sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Now, when I say something made me cry, that doesn't mean it was sad, but just, like, moved me a lot. Uh Uh-huh. The ending of this game made me sob for, like, ten minutes. (laughs) Like, really, really hard. Wow! It, like, shattered me in a way I was not expecting.
3: You sound
0: like you're about to tear up talking about It, it. It was
1: really, really good. And then... So, all throughout the game, there are, like, these objects in white. And when you take when you take a picture of them, it colors them in and it unlocks, like, a paper model of them that mm-hmm. you can actually print out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cool. So the very, very last thing in the ending, like, just before the credits roll, you unlock the player character as oh, a paper wow. model, and the text on screen is like, You've see, you've played in my world. I want to play in yours now. Oh
0: my god. And I'm
1: just like I'm dead. I'm dead. This is too cute. I'm that's fucking dead now. So
0: <laughs> fucking adorable. Oh my yeah, god. That's awesome. Perfect. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. So I'm just like, yep. And so now I want to print it out and actually try to build him.
0: Put him put, oh. him, on, put him on your shelf cuz he wants to play in your world now. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: That's too fucking so, adorable. That's mm. a very special game. Yeah, it definitely sounds like definitely something I feel like I'm definitely missing out on. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So if you have a Vita, uh-huh. just saying, you might be work, able to work. have them yeah. feels yourself, John.
2: I like feels. I think Rhett and I are pretty much always in the same wavelength with this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The feels wavelength. A couple of yeah. pussies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, yes. Cool. So that's, that's that's what I've been up to. That's what you've been up to? I've been up to stuff! I watched some movies. Really? The Movies aren't Tell video games. Movies aren't video games. <laughs> well, um... I got into the movie bug because we've just been talking about them so goddamn much the the last few episodes <laughs> that I've had these movies that I've had sitting on my shelf for ages and didn't even... It was just like, well, they're still in their fucking plastic wrap. Right? Why do I buy movies if I don't watch them? Um... But, uh, first I I mentioned Deadpool. I I bought that when it came out, and I hadn't gotten around to watching it, because I'm stupid and buy things and don't do anything with them. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like I mentioned earlier, that movie is just, it's so fucking sincere. Like, there's a sincerity to that movie that's really genuine, you know, with the story that it's telling, and the people who made it obviously have a huge, huge love for the source material. And I think that that shines through. And though uh-huh. I think that, like, like some of the yeah. humor was just a little too lowbrow, and I thought, just kind of like, come on, guys, really? I mean, I, how many more dick jokes do you need?
3: <laughs> All of them. <laughs> but,
0: but like, just overall, how likable Deadpool was overall. Mm. Just, like, how do you make a character like that likable? Well, I guess you just have the right <laughs> actor for it. That's how you do yeah. it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: I
2: think... And have him that that, up what... a bunch. Right? You were saying and have that. him just make yeah. a bunch of yeah Go on. Rhett. i think that was like ryan ryan Reynolds, ryan Reynolds' like pet project for like yeah for years 10 years, he wanted ten years.
0: This, yeah he's wanted to do that movie for 10 years finally got to do it and you can true. definitely tell that like they got to make the movie they wanted to make um and it's just yeah it's really fucking good it's a great origin story um and the story that's going on you know like Aside from the origin story though, you know, the way it balances both stories, it's just brilliantly paced. It's not like a three hour schlock fest like all of these mm-hmm. Marvel movies tend to be. It is a very brisk hour and forty minutes that gets in, does its thing, tells a great story, and just gets out and I really mm-hmm. fucking enjoyed it. Uh I watched the first Captain America movie. Oh yay! Really enjoyed one of my favorite movies. it. Really uh, enjoyed Paper that Marvel movies. movie. Uh really interesting. In it great. It's really fucking good. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I was really <laughs> honestly surprised. Wow. And uh and for me, uh I didn't even know he was in it, but like anytime Tommy Lee Jones is in a movie, like he just kinda always steals the show for me. Because he yeah. always has this very specific way of talking, and he always <laughs> talks this way in every movie he is ever in. And I just, I just, I always love his performances, even though he always plays the same character in everything he's ever in. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, that that movie was great. I think, that, like, chronologically, I would watch The Avengers next, I believe. And then, yeah. the, and then Winter Soldier. Because yes, I, ha- yeah. Yeah. I, have, I have both of those movies, so I was just making sure there.
2: Have you caught first Iron Man by any chance?
0: Uh, I like the first Iron Man.
2: Cool. Yeah, as long as you caught that, um, then you're probably fine to go on into Avengers.
4: I think the second Iron Man came out before Avengers, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you don't need to see it. (laughs) Okay. I
0: have no real interest interest in Iron Man beyond the first one. I I liked that movie, but I didn't really feel that I wanted any more of it. Just centered Mm -hmm. on that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like Captain uh, America. Uh, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, one of, another really good movie that was actually a lot more mature than I thought it would be. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not, actually not, like a
2: functional, nice romance in it.
0: Yeah, it's actually really well done. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't expect to like that character because I never really liked Captain America at all. But they yeah. made me, they made me like that character. They made me root for him in ways that I didn't think they would. Especially when he's, like, going through that dark middle chapter of I'm just an icon. You know, I'm just, like, this icon of everything that is great about America. And I'm, like, a showgirl, essentially. <laughs> you know, but then, like, you know, he gets back into it. And, like, the action is really well staged. The villain, mm-hmm. very, very effective. Um
2: yeah. I didn't even realize it was Hugo weaving for a little bit, and then really? I realized it. Yeah. It was like, no, it was, it was like, oh my god, yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously, this is Hugo weaving.
0: Uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's good. So I'm gonna probably watch uh, the Avengers and uh, Winter Soldier sometime. Cool. Uh, those are good movies. Um, I, well, didn't know, seen... I didn't know. I didn't know until a couple of weeks ago that there was a fifth Die Hard movie.
3: Oh <laughs> and then
0: I watched the fifth Die Hard movie, and I don't know why there's a fifth Die Hard movie, because it's fucking terrible. Like, Aww. oh my god, it's so bad. Like, it's hard to even explain how it's bad because it's just like, wow, like where, like this character doesn't need to actually, you know, it does There's nothing there to even advance. Like, John McClane is not a complicated character. But he is a character that had enough pathos built up about him through the first three Die Hard movies that he still felt real and believable, and he's flawed in ways that kind of make sense. And, like, the fifth movie is just kind of like, none of that really exists, and he goes to Russia for some reason, and his son's there, and they have this really awful relationship that doesn't make sense at all because it's just like I'm the young kid and hey, you're not my real dad blah, blah 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 and it's that for literally an hour and a half and it's just you know Bruce Willis feeling bad the whole time and for some weird reason like they gave him a catchphrase for this movie that is I'm on fucking vacation and for some reason they just kind of dubbed yeah. that line in everywhere that, and you can tell that it's dubbed in because he's never oh. on screen when it's said, it's just like I'm on fucking vacation, and it's just like I want to like make a YouTube clip where it's just like a quiet scene in the movie where he's not on screen, and then he just randomly starts yelling
1: it. <laughs> but it's just it's like, like that, they're that... already. It's like they're already predicting they have to do a TV edit where I'm on freaking vacation. Yeah, so that's yeah. why he's not on screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so bad. Like it's. I don't even I barely even remember what the plot of the movie was it's like Russian guys trying to steal money or something government the CIA's involved what it's so stupid it makes no sense like why is, why why are you involved in this movie Bruce Willis you could do better than this so I went back and I've talked a lot of Yang about this movie in the past uh, live free or die hard I decided, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to rewatch this movie. Because surely it can't be as bad as, <laughs> as, as A Good Day to Die Hard. <laughs> Which that movie's Uh And I went back and I was like, wait a minute. Like, I know that Live Free or Die Hard was not originally penned as a Die Hard movie. And that uh, they rewrote it and adapted it to being a Die Hard movie. I was like, you know what? Like, this actually is a pretty good Die Hard movie for the 2000s. Like, I actually ended up enjoying that movie a lot more than I thought I would, and not just in comparison to A Good Day to Die Hard, but, like, actually as its own movie, as, you know, a believable little thriller about, like, you know, like, terrorists shutting down all of the infrastructure of the U.S. with computers and stuff. Like, it's got that kind of schlocky early 2000s kind of feel to it because it was based on an article written at that time. But the movie didn't get made until, like, 2009 or something. Uh, oh, jeez. So, <laughs> so some of that stuff does feel out of date, but as an action movie and as a movie that, like, gets Bruce Willis doing Bruce Willis things that are fun and pairs him up with the dude that I don't remember his name at all. Um, he's, that dude from the, the, the I'm a PC and I'm a Mac commercials. He was the Mac. He was the cooler Wait. kid. <laughs> Justin Long, I think justin long i think is his name that sounds right but they have so much good back and forth with one another that there's actually chemistry there where like you know the young kid and the old guy like you know how we're gonna the odd couple but they play it really fucking well uh so yeah like i went back and like oh no wait like a good day to die hard or not good but live free or die hard is actually a really good die hard movie and and I would I, and oh. I would and I would put that in like in line with like the first three Die Hard movies, which I love. So I would like I would actually put the fourth mm. one there with those movies. Now I don't know why I did not like that movie so much the first time I saw it. I think it's just because it seemed so schlocky at the time with the whole oh mm-hmm. computers are bad, yeah. the hackers are gonna take over. Uh, but like when you look at it through the lens of what Die Hard movies are. Uh, which I guess that's what I was in the mood for since I had watched a Die Hard movie, albeit not a great one or a, a, strictly a shitty one. Let's just be honest here and call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, when looked at through the lens of what Die Hard movies are, yeah, um, Live Free or Die Hard is actually pretty fucking good. Really good little action movie. Wholly it <laughs> to anybody, like if you like those first three movies or... I think it actually functions pretty well as a standalone movie uh, itself because there had been so much time between Die Hard with a Vengeance that, you know, like they don't carry over a lot of the stuff about John McClane's past. They don't bring up a whole lot of it because that stuff's so embedded in the core of what those first three movies are. Uh, but they kind of break away from it a little bit. Like, you know, they don't bring up like the weird personal stuff that he has, or like the weird, the, the awful family life that he has. Cause you know, he was never home, always on the job, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. but, um, yeah, that, that, that movie's actually pretty good and has a great, great villain. He's so good. He has another person whose name I don't remember. <laughs> um, i'm terrible with actor names but he's so good and he just like he's one of those like one of those villains that just like he's practically chewing on the scenery every scene he is in but is in such a good way that it's great and you've got bruce willis doing bruce Willisy things and that's great and it's all of the stuff that a good day to die hard doesn't have that be shit and they're making a die hard six
2: Oh, why oh.
0: like let it go like Bruce Willis said he wanted to do one more movie <laughs> one more Die Hard it's like no don't no just stop because you can't do it anymore like you're not allowed making these kinds of movies anymore <laughs> not with that kind of like you like they just don't make movies like that anymore I don't think but, die but don't ex-
4: Die Hardester.
0: yeah <laughs> just whatever um, Die Hardest Die, die the hardest <laughs> just call it Die Another Day
4: There you go. (laughs) Header finally dead.
0: (laughs) Actually totally really dead this time. (laughs) Die soft.
2: Died hard. Died hard.
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, Then I played a video game. I only played one video video game.
3: game? I played a
0: couple of video games. I'll talk about one of them really quickly. I played uh, Melody's Escape. Which is a rhythm-based platformer that kind of gets the rhythm part wrong, so it kind of falls <laughs> apart a little bit. Uh, it, I mean, if, if you only listen, <laughs> if you only listen to music that is four-four, you know, like EDM kind of stuff, like you'll probably get a lot of mileage out of it. But a lot of the stuff that I tend to listen to doesn't really conform to 4-4 all the time so the game doesn't really do a great job of building around it like i did post a video of uh that one death grip song which is not 4-4 um and it it built a decent enough level around it and it was fun to play but you know you, you you know it's just a rhythm game really you know you your character runs and objects are placed in the level and they're supposed to be based on you know like where the rhythmic parts of the song are as well as how intense the music is but I just kind of found the generation really, really lacking and it really only works if you listen to things that are straight four, four beat. So, uh, you know, it's all right. If you like that kind of thing, like if that's the kind of music you listen to, you'll probably get mileage out of it. Uh, I'll probably stick to audio surf though. You know, it's the classic. I think that it just, the algorithm, whatever they have doing that algorithm still is the best thing all of these years later. Um, so, um, there's that. And uh I finished uh Radiant Historia and Oh yeah. And I think maybe that game's not as good as people think it is, just a little bit uh, just a
3: little uh. bit.
0: I like I think that the story and characters just kind of all sputter out by the end and I just felt like it was maybe five, six hours longer than it needed to be. Um mm-hmm. I just, I've, I mean, it's got, like, I still think that it's a cool idea that, you know, you can hop back in time and you've got to kind of put on your thinking cap to think, okay, where in time do I need to hop back to solve this problem so that I can take this knowledge forward? Uh, you know, we, you, know, you this is kind of like the VLR thing of, like, mm-hmm. you know, retaining knowledge as you jump through timelines, um, which is a cool idea, um, but I just don't think that, like, this game does enough with it, and it's got, mm-hmm. like, it's got a lot of endings, and sure, but like all of the endings really are like two or three sentences, and then oh, everyone died game over, <laughs> yeah,
2: so is there like, any place for it in a post is there any place for it in a post v l r
3: world basically yeah like
0: I think like I've already kind of seen something like that done with v l r and that might have kind of you know soured me a fully. little bit but i i but then, like, I don't know if this is a thing for you guys. Or, or not, but I, I got what I like to call asset fatigue from this game,
3: mm-hmm.
0: where by the second hour of the game, I was already running into pallet swaps of enemies I was fighting in the first hour. Mm-hmm. And I know that Neptunia is very guilty of yeah. Game, but this game kind of, like, I don't know why, it just turned me off more so for some reason, which is probably just has a lot to do with the game feeling like work because I felt that the story had already run out of gas, but, like, holy crap, there are really only about seven locations in that game, and you end up running through one of them about three-fourths of the time. Like, it's just one giant field that kind of opens up more and more as the story progresses, and all of the various parts of the game that you visit kind of branch off from it but you end up just fighting a lot of the same enemies over and over. And like the battle system doesn't really get much more nuanced than, you know, the, the, the three by three grid thing, which it's a Mm -hmm. cool idea, but it's just like, man, I just, I've fought like how many versions of this fucking bug now? How many versions of this same soldier do I need to fight before you let me see something different? You know, like it, there are parts towards the end of the game where that stuff eases up a bit, but like in a fifty-hour RPG, like I, I, I just <sighs> kind of, I kind of felt like I, I had had enough at the thirty-hour mark, and I, the last twenty hours really just felt like work to me, and I just kind of don't think that this is great as everybody says it is, and for like a game that is supposed to be like. Like, somebody described it to me as you know how Chrono Trigger was like a dream team game where you had a lot uh, uh. of people from very prominent positions of that worked on other highly respected games this was supposed to be I guess Atlas' version of that but the production really doesn't feel like it because it's just like mm-hmm. you, you, you put your best team on this did, what did you do? Did you give them like lunch money for a budget? <laughs> Because the whole thing just say like, it just feels like it runs itself into the ground by the time you get to the end, and I just i I just felt really unimpressed and kind of bored by the end and finished it just because it was like, well, I made it this far, I might as well see it through and uh, like, well, I mean <laughs> I mean it's an all right story, but I was ready for it to be over about 20 hours ago and the dialogue scenes just kind of go on and on and then it's just like there's nothing really there to hold your interest other than these very static images that they aren't even talking heads because they're just static images and text boxes and
4: boy oh boy this is real boring. Oh, so that was your neutral tower.
2: Basically, yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't This know.
0: Like, hey, you know, good this on you. This doesn't really
3: make me feel that
0: good on you. If you love it, like, I'm not gonna take anything away from it, but just, good lord, like, I wanted that game to be over so bad. By the time I finished it, I just felt, I felt the sweet release of death when I finished it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how it felt to me. Just like, like, I, I feel I probably could have spent those last 20 hours doing something different. Uh, probably mm-hmm. you know, like I, I probably could have not finished the game, and probably have got about the same I got out of it having finished it. Um, yeah. I also started playing Danganronpa, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. Uh, I'll talk about mm-hmm. that because I, that's a game I kind of want to talk about in full once I've finished it. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Um, it's kind of it. It's pretty interesting though. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Um, but that is that doesn't
2: make me. Hmm? That doesn't make me bad about radiant historia i kind of played it for like seven hours and then i was like okay okay this seems like a pretty cool little thing and then didn't play it anymore and then didn't really think about it anymore yeah I don't. and think then you're... nobody you know, i i didn't really see people talking about it especially yeah, and then like, i've heard people hype it like...
0: up over the years it's like best DS RPG mm-hmm. ever and it's like really is that is that really the best because bowser's inside story is pretty fucking good I think my
4: favorite DSRPG was probably Rune Factory 3.
2: I have not played that.
4: It's good. I'll cool. take
2: your word for it. <laughs> cool. I wasn't particularly invested in Radiant Story being good or not, so it was kind of like so you're saying that is kind of like okay, that's one less thing to get to at some point, <laughs> yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, you could probably be fine having not played it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I I feel that I've played better.
2: Mm-hmm. There's other DSRPGs I'm more interested in, uh, and whatnot. Right,
0: right. And that is about all I've been into. All
2: right. Okay.
0: Okay. Let's go, John Thyre. Give me, give me, give me, give me the, give me the last two weeks in
3: John.
2: Thire. Hey, what have I been up? Well, we've been doing a shit ton of moving stuff, so I haven't really played this. Played done. All, so we've done like. Care out a bunch of adult stuff set up new internet set up utilities paid
0: uh, fat load of good vehicles. that new internet did Ugh. Oh. <laughs> oh my Life. god John it is really bad
2: uh, it's wired yeah <laughs>
0: so anyway your internet is, is poopy but continue
2: all right. Okay, I'll do my best here. Um, I did play. So you know how I was playing, like a game that would a uh, mid tier Final Fantasy and a game that wouldn't really be, that would barely manage to be mediocre, even if it had been finished.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I didn't. I didn't play any more of those this weekend. This Good week, job. I um was like, hey, hey, what if I played a game that was like. Made in the last decade for, uh, with, with a lot of money.
1: Oh.
0: Okay.
2: And it was like, whoa, they that they make those.
0: That's a very un-John thought. And thing I play. I,
2: I know. So I loaded up um a really this new cool game. Um, it's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare.
0: Oh, my, oh, you mean uh, Infinite Warfare?
2: Um, Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, and God, those that game's really pretty. Just it's, it's still <laughs> what people up. can do what people can do with tech now is amazing they can those graphics are just really gorgeous
0: yeah almost photorealistic
2: um, i know these, basically these polygons um, modern warfare on. 1 modern warfare 1 is really good
0: yes it is
2: yeah I, <laughs> yeah i haven't played any other call of duty that was actually the first game i purchased on steam like 7 years ago or something and wow. then i never actually played just <laughs> hours so um but now nah, i got to it <laughs> backlog Uh, um yeah i played that in a couple days and that is a really good campaign yeah um just
0: so fucking solid
2: Mm -hmm. um just everything about it is just really smart and well put together i was having trouble because it's um at the start because like it's the super hit scanny first person shooter game right yeah 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 that's like that's a different flavor than the dooms or even kind of like half-life um it's all just you're soaking up damage from machine gun fires. Try not to soak up this much in a short amount of time. Yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so I remember people complaining about generating health at this point because it was a fact because that was sort of a big thing for a while. It was like, let's bitch about this, and it's like, what what else are you going to do with this kind of damage? Weapons, enemy weapons. Just place health gonna make packs everywhere. You know, in this place, from... health packs everywhere. Because, I you're mean, like, just
0: with, the way, with the way the enemy AI works, it's just like it wouldn't work, really.
2: Yeah, it's you're going to take damage is sort of the thing. You're just trying to tactically manage that and, like, keep yourself out of situations where you're suddenly taking a whole bunch at once.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's really smart. And the way it basically encourages you to stick with your team members and don't run out and try to go guns blazing and be a hero, um, which is exactly... What that game should be doing, right? Yeah, uh, because it's trying to. You're being you're a soldier. Yeah, you're this random British dude, and it really works in that respect. Um, that's really cool that you're British instead of American. I didn't realize that until after I finished it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, um, it's, it's like it's oh, cool. cool. It
0: was a nice little nice little touch. Yeah, price.
2: Uh, price. Oh God, price is great. He saves my. He saves your life at the at, multiple times in yep. the. Um, ship mission, and I'm just like, I like this guy. He's
4: pretty awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then he beats a guy up, and it, and I'm just like, oh, no, I don't like him. But then it goes straight to his mission, where it kind of explains why he's that volatile about this particular person. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I get you now. And he has, like, probably the best mission in the game. Yeah. Uh, the one with the sniper mission, and then you have to escape after sniping a guy, and <laughs> like guy says, "Oh, I see. I I think you blew his arm off." And then the guy comes up in the next scene and he's missing and he's alive but he's missing the arm and it's like, "Oh." <laughs> I, I didn't realize that. I thought I didn't realize that was that wasn't a figure of speech, okay? Yeah.
3: <laughs> um
2: and then the scene at the end where you're waiting for the helicopter to show up, so you just have to hold at this Ferris wheel for like 5 minutes. Yeah. You get time to set up a bunch of claymores beforehand. It's real like the best Metal Gear Solid moment. Just kind of, it's it's sort of like the cool, some of the best Metal Gear Solid like blockbuster moments minus, minus a lot of the Kojima weirdness. Yeah. In, like
3: yeah.
2: saying saying Kojima weirdness in not like a value judgment way in like a just tone way. Yeah. It's sort of like a lot of the really cool stuff at the end of MGS3. Yeah. Um Just like as a video game and making that the whole game is these that stuff where you're on the run from vulgan being chased by the tank and whatnot it's
0: yeah. it's it's big it, and indulgent in a really fun yeah. way
2: exactly and it just has enough of those kind of classy disempowering moments um just like the quotes when you die and the um and obviously the nuke scene is real classy oh
0: god that like the first time i played through that scene i was just i was stunned because i had mm-hmm. just never seen anything done like that before
2: yeah it's just contrast it helps it helps make the rest of it more effective and it just kind of gives you a moment of pause of like okay now let's maybe ref- take a second and reflect and like what is the all this stuff after that,
0: realize? threw all that subtlety out of the window it's just like constant boom yeah, I, boom blockbuster explosions everywhere just kind of nonsense
2: yeah I figured I could just kind of ignore those and yeah. play this one and have a good time and then be done yeah um maybe play i've heard some it seems like the first couple ones are maybe okay Mm. um the world war two ones it's that same thing where you are just a regular person yeah and that's what's really appealing i think you're not a super soldier
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um and then there's like call of duty ghosts where you're a super soldier (laughs) where you're a
0: super soldier yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) so yeah that that's a real good game um I think there's one woman in it, and then you rescue, you run and rescue her, and then lift her up in your arms and heroically carry her to safety.
3: Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
2: Um, I mean, this was a game still yep.
0: targeted at dude bros. Come on.
2: Yep. This was still... White, <laughs> as elegant as it is.
0: You know, as elegant a piece of work as, as uh, the first Modern Warfare is, yeah. It was still marketed for dude bros.
2: Yep. As yeah, for all of its like political issues, it's classier.
3: Followed,
2: um, and I really appreciated it. Yeah. Um, so I went to something equally classy right afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, I started loaded up bullet storm. Oh <laughs> yeah, obviously
0: classy, elegant, tasteful. Oh, oh that game. does the Duke Nukem back. Right, I haven't. Than Duke
2: I haven't quite finished it, so don't spoil the story for me, Um, but I am really, really enjoying Bulletstorm. That game is really fabulous.
0: People bitched Uh, about how first-person shooters aren't fast and frantic the way they used to be, and they've done this up until the new Doom game came out. And it's just like, did you not play Bulletstorm?
2: This was five years ago! Oh my, and then I remember, like, when Bulletstorm came out, I was like, oh, regenerating health. You can only carry two, three weapons at a time. Oh. And I'm just like, but that, that fits for what this is doing, you know?
0: Bulletstorm is the game that taught me to use dual stick analog controls.
2: Cool. Like, I, I remember having trouble with that
0: for a long yeah, time. I fucking hated and resented dual analog controls forever. And then I tried the demo for Bulletstorm for whatever fucking reason, and then it clicked. And then I went and bought the game and beat it, and it was just like all of a sudden I can use dual sticks now.
2: <laughs> I can't. So, I, when I'm playing Bulletstorm, I have to narrate what i'm doing in Bulletstorm if there's if anna's in the room i have to be like i just i just pulled a guy towards me and then kicked him into a cactus i just pulled a guy towards me and shot his leg off and then kicked him into a chasm. And,
0: <laughs> and and shot him in the ass <laughs> i
2: shoot, just got a kill shot
0: shoot someone in the, nads. Shoot, in the shoot someone oh in yeah the nads. shoot someone in the nads it'll hear you'll hear a ding
2: <laughs> the way they contextualize all the achievement, kill shots, score stuff. That's another thing people complained about, was that it has all these bonus score things popping up on the screen, even though they're really funny and they're fit perfectly. Great. They're great. contextualized in the story! Ugh. So yeah, good. every complaint I ever heard about it, and then it's just like, oh wow, you are all full of shit. <laughs> I
0: love how I love it how I love the script and how dumb it gets. Yeah. About like, like, lady just like, I'm gonna shoot your dick off, and then he just yells back, doesn't again, doesn't
3: well, I'm gonna shoot
0: sense. your
2: dick off. <laughs> like, and oh, then the, the the super serious robot pops up. Speaking oh. of dick killing parties, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna kill your dick. How do you not love that that game? If you love fucking just the absurdity that is video games, like that is pure fucking video game.
2: There's a command on the screen that pops up for when you when you shoot a sniper bullet. It doesn't just snipe a person. It goes into slow motion and then you steer the bullet as it's approaching the enemy. That's amazing.
0: It's so good. It's
2: amazing.
0: That game is so exciting. Really
2: funny. The script is really good. It's really well written. I think it really it's is. kind of the amazing thing about it is that that the writing is just like really precise and deliberate and great. And
3: the, um, the way it
2: starts off with the uh... yeah. Oh my god, Steve Blum is the main character, and he's
0: so good in that role.
2: I no, I got to hear um, fucking Spike Spiegel, Black War Greymon villain from Wolf's Rain go. Like I'll kill, your dick. <laughs> I'll kill your dick, and that just made me really happy. What, may, what makes what makes the cursing
0: so great in that game is that it was written huh? it is that it was written by non-native English speakers, I believe. I believe it was written <laughs> uh, by Polish dudes. So like oh they gosh. they didn't have a full grasp on how cursing actually works here. So that's why a lot of the stuff comes off really great.
2: Oh, that's so good. That's that just, does explain the, a lot. The canes mm-hmm. of it is just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the your robot friend, who's just completely like <laughs> he's just like um, like the AI is constantly wrestling for control of my brain. I have to fight it every moment if I want to stay myself. I am in constant agony. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve Blum is like so are you okay to keep going and he says no but I must anyway or we will die <laughs> okay <laughs> and they walk by some alcohol and he's like if I see you drinking that I will not hesitate to kill you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like I feel because like there's a because
0: thing it's all the main character's fault that his yeah, robot that... friend is the way he is so he's like
2: yeah There's there's honestly, like, something kind of sincere and heartfelt, I'm feeling, from how the story is progressing. I'll see how that kind of wraps up to see if it really works. Mm -hmm. But I'm really liking that thread about this guy knowing he's kind of really been a shit friend and feeling kind of bad about it and wanting to kind of make up for that. But also being this awful person. Yeah. So he struggles with it. Mm -hmm. Ugh that's a really good game i probably like that more than modern warfare (laughs) one it's got it's got some great
0: set pieces too yep oh Oh my god the bosses are the bosses are silly
2: when they're just on the run from like this giant wheel (laughs) the giant
0: wheel i was about to mention the giant wheel
2: yeah
0: it's so fucking dumb
2: oh it's so good it just keeps going and going and going
1: have you it, done, like, controlling a T-Rex with a remote yep. control or
2: something? Yep. Yeah. It I, think, just, I think I just beat the plant boss. I'm in, like, act five of seven, I think. hmm Yeah. So I'm a ways through it. t control. And Steve Blum's like, yes, no one expects to die at the hands of a child's toy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, they could have easily taken the name bullet storm off of that packaging and put Duke nukem forever. And it would have been infinitely like, like it would have been an infinitely better Duke nukem game because even the fucking oh, yeah. kick is way better.
1: Yep. Yep. And I'm sure some people would have been like, this isn't Duke. This is bad. And like people would bitch on the, the internet cause they can't handle a reboot.
0: Yeah, yeah, more than likely, but still, like, I stand well, by. Yeah, it's just the internet.
1: Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. Like that game did kind of the spirit of vulgar first-person
2: shooter with a kick way better than Duke yep. Modern yep. did. Yep. Oh my God, I'll kill your dick. Just all the interactions <laughs> with that with the lady <laughs> character. Her They're create. so good. They're so good. Uh huh. Uh huh. I really like that he's just not really horny no, and not, no. not just. Exactly. He's just trading. He's just... It's
0: like, no, I really want to fucking
2: hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. It's it's really fabulous. I really like Bullet Storm, and I can't wait to wrap that up. Yeah.
0: It's, it's kind of the best. It's gloriously been... stupid.
2: Yeah. I was just like, oh my god. I all these games, and I remember like watching Yahtzee trash as a as a middle schooler, and I sh- I can go back to these now. <gasps> Uh, that, um, So, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, uh, Christ- I have crisis on this machine. I got that running. I was, like, the first game I played on my PC, and I dropped it a little bit in. I got Mirror's Edge. I've got Stalker. I've got Metro 2033. I've got Spec... I don't have Spec Ops the line, but I can get that. I want to try out that Wolfenstein game. Probably not going to do all those in order, but yeah. there's a bunch of cool AAA FPS games. I would, I would games.
0: space those out. Between, like, yeah, what John normally not. does space those out sprinkle them in every now and again you'll probably exactly. find exactly expand them horizons a little bit
2: yeah i think what i'm gonna do after bullet storm is just like some cool short indie stuff because yeah. i've also been kind of collecting those i haven't played a lot of like i still have i still haven't played axiom verge wow. um oh beginner yeah beginner's guide um i, yeah. I still have that swr jsttx game that game is um, so from good. what that game's so we good. talked about it and they're probably all like pretty short um mm-hmm. Jazz, punk. I've got jazz Punk, I've got Gunpoint, um, Teleglitch, Lone Survivor. I've got all these cool short ass games that I can, that have a lot of love ma- poured into them, that are made with kind of contemporary sensibilities. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. I, Maybe I might go back to Final Fantasy IX at some point because that is it is pretty good, but um, it, it also wasn't like blow, really blowing me away or anything, and i kind of have the sense that I'm sort of past the best of that game. Ah, I see. Uh, yeah. hmm. So it's sort of like, oh, okay, I've I've gotten through the really, really good part that you spent a lot of work on. Mm-hmm. So uh Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of people friends who like that is their favorite Final Fantasy game. Yeah,
0: yeah, I hear it constantly. Every,
2: every single one of them, it was their first Final Fantasy game. <laughs>
0: yep. That's oh, a pretty common thread. Which,
1: yeah.
0: That is so a like, really, really common thread. Really? Yeah. yeah who would
1: have who would have played that before seven
0: though i it's it's a common thing I don't yeah, know it's something that's common weird. that I've just run into online a lot is that people love Final Fantasy nine and it was there
2: first or like I think like remember when like chat roulette and Omega were a thing I like had one like actual discussion on those in in like early high school and it was like some person we talked about Final Fantasy and they said oh yeah I played nine that's my first one it's I love it and I'm like, okay, so that is a that is a common thread. And then he pulled his uh, dick out. Yep. That's <laughs> that, obviously, that's what that's what you do on those end those things. Uh, I did not. I was there for like a nice conversation about Final Fantasy, <laughs> and it worked out. Um. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he
4: worked one out. <laughs> <laughs> it um, may just have to do with a lot of people's age and when they were able like- to buy video games and stuff. That yeah, may be like. why a lot of people have nine as their first instead of seven.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like that came out in two thousand, um, and obviously, um, and obviously, I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm I'm better because I like play this one first, and because li- also my first Final Fantasy was my favorite one. <laughs> um, luckily, I actually played the best Final Fantasy before any of the other ones, yeah, so that's, that's just it naturally fits that way, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. But, when I played Final Fantasy, there was, it was the final one cuz it was the
1: first it was one. The
3: first one.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so weird how the first two RPGs I ever played are actually the best RPGs ever made. Yeah. Um Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, it's yeah. like they Oh, that's really a great coincidence how it worked out that way. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: <laughs> for me it was Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy, so it took a bit to yeah. be like, "Oh, <laughs>
0: Oh, these 4 came out. On. You gotta work a little okay. bit to love those games. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
4: those were my first two on the NES: the yeah. Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy One. Yeah. I think my favorite is probably six, uh, but four is pretty damn close for me. Mm-hmm.
3: Which
2: one did you play first, six or four?
4: I played four first because ah. I got that on the Super Nintendo, and then uh, six ah. came out. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Like,
0: Final Fantasy 6, 3, whatever you want to call it. That game was mind-blowing. It's really fucking good. Yeah, it was yeah. mind-blowing when that game came out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played that one as, like, a teenager, and it was like, oh, God, this is... I played 6 and 7 in high, early high school. I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, these are really good. Um, But, yeah, video games are great. I really like them. I can't wait to play some more. I'll probably um, load up Um, SJ... I'll probably just do that JS SJW... SJW, JST, SJW, yeah.
0: SJW, 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 <laughs> SJW Blue-Haired Girl Kitty Cat Game.
2: Oh, I should grab Read Only Memories on that um bundle, too, because that looks really good.
0: I love Read Only Memories.
2: Yeah, that looks real up my alley. Life is maybe Lisa. I don't know. The world the possibilities of the world are endless. I was playing Spelunky on my Vita. I could keep playing that. The, the world is so full and beautiful and full of amazing the things. The
0: world's your oyster, John Thayer.
2: The world's your oyster. The world is beautiful with things like Bullet Storm. Yeah. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Bullet
2: Storm inspires awe for human creation. Right. In no. me. <laughs> Um, makes me very happy. I played one more video game, actually, like for like two or three hours. Um, Slither.io from the creators oh, yeah. of Agar.io. It's Agar.io, but with the rules of snake, where instead of becoming a bigger, bigger bubble, you become a bigger, a longer and longer, bigger and longer snake. Right. Um, and instead of just eating people, um, you kill other people. Die by running into your body with their head. Um, so. It actually makes it a much more fatal game than Agar.io, which where matches could be like it could be like 10 minutes between dying really easily. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um, but with Slither.io, you die a lot faster, but also get bigger a lot faster because you can easily eat up. Like if somebody else kills a snake, you can very easily sno- swoop in and eat a whole bunch of that snake at once and then get huge really quickly. So
0: basically this, uh, like satisfies your vor fixation.
2: It's exact All right, I wanted to tell you exactly the moment when I realized how <sighs> erotic the game was. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, was when I when a person a really big snake was going by me oh. and then did a circle around overlap with your own snake. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah it does. Um mm. so it just wrapped itself up in a circle around my character and I'm trapped and then it just kinda like eeks oozes in around the thing and makes the area tighter and tighter so it's harder for me to like not run into its body <laughs> without I have to turn into this really small thing and it's just around me and constricting and then finally die. And then I'm just like Whoa. And then the ne- very next round I get really big and then do that to like three other people and it's just very satisfying. Um and that's something I It's really fun. I think I said it like Daisy but wholesome are these games yeah. where they're really they're they're these evil things that are where you just basically get off on being horrible to other players.
3: Well, sometimes
2: um, in a
0: more literal sense than we may realize. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you read if you read like Daisy anecdotes, it it really feels pornographic. Or... Yeah people are just like oh and this is the ways i torture these new cl- players and whatnot yeah. um but the, it's also like really representative and has all this pretense of not being that yeah um and, and it just feels super gross yeah. like if i read daisy's stuff and i'm just like i get the appeal of this and the fact that i do means that y'all are fucking up um yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so like an. Jurassic World where there's like this minute long scene where a lady's being eaten by a dinosaur really horribly and it's just like y'all are I know why y'all did this and you need to not actually <laughs> 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 um oh alright well let's let's take the, the whatever tracks that we're on now and then go off them into, into some other tracks um I listened to I watched a bunch of Monster Factory uh-huh. Oh, oh
0: God. Yeah.
2: That show's factor. real good. The McElroy Brothers are really funny. I've listened to My Brother, My Brother, and Me since I started working at my new job mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and I finally booted up Monster Factory and watched most of it. That show's really fucking funny.
3: Yeah. It's
1: unbelievable. They... Yeah. Did you finish the Fallout 4 ones? Yep. Yep. Oh, my man. That goes places. It... They just—they des- destroyed
2: that game. That game just completely.
3: How game the bu- fuck?
2: <laughs> How did they do that? I think I think it helped me kind of figure out the appeal with the McElroy brothers. Um, yeah. it's not that they're really good at telling jokes. It's like they take like sort of a starting point, whether it's a silly character creator or a silly Yahoo Answers ask, mm-hmm. and then like. Kind of tease around with it and make little little jokes. Yeah. Until they find like a joke that the, the goal is really good, and then they build like these narratives out of that yes. joke, and expand on those narratives, and then just take it into the most absurd place possible. Like the tit liquid <laughs> sequence on the Cowboy yeah. Brothers, where it starts off with this weird thing, and then it ends with like, "I am a vampire, and I, I am incapable of death." Uh, my only sweet release is with inflicting death upon others, please, (laughs) and the way that they go from one, they get from one place to another. They just take you on these journeys. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's really, I think, the the shining point of their comedy is in how they work, and obviously being brothers, you've got a natural chemistry there to where they can just bounce off of each other so fast. Yep.
2: God. And that's that's exactly it. They just like, and then once it starts lagging, once it stops, once they stop being able to build on it, they just move on to the next joke. Just
0: move on, yeah. I'm gonna try and go to Candle Nights this year, so hopefully I'll get to see oh, that wonderful. live. Yeah.
2: God, they're they're just really talented. And if if the appeal of the McElroy brothers is basically that they're storytellers, mm-hmm. um, then the next place I went from Monster Factory is a really natural fit. I started listening to the Adventure Zone.
0: Oh, yeah, I haven't got to that one yet.
2: It's gold. So
0: they play it's, D and D with their dad.
2: They play D and D with their oh. dad. I listened to like they. i listened to like eight hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gold. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's runs in not- the
0: family. Like the entire. The, it runs in the family. That entire sense yeah, of humor.
2: Yeah, it's probably not quite as laugh a minute as My Brother, Mabim Bam or uh, Monster Factory, mm-hmm. but it also is like kind of a really engaging just sort of story because griffin's doing the whole like this whole plot and it's like oh wow um i'm actually interested in these characters and where this is going <laughs> the, the, oh there's intrigue all the time ta- all the while the they the, the brothers are like oh i go up and give him a high f- i get and kick him in the nuts and <laughs> and griffin rolls with it and <laughs> yeah it's really great it's really adventure zone is really special um, just like everything I've seen of them, so Monster Factory Bim Bam. Bam, Bam. Um, Wait, I have a question. With Adventures yeah. Zone, did you
1: start from episode one?
2: Yeah, I yeah, listened I... to the complete episode one. Not, um, I didn't watch. The, I didn't listen to the abridged version just because I didn't see it was uh, there. Did you? What yeah. did? You, have you listened to it?
1: I haven't listened to any of it yet, but yeah, because when I saw it was based on D and I'm like, I should probably
2: start this one from the
1: start because then you're not yeah. going to get anything listening yeah. to like the definitely, latest
2: episode. Definitely, just start from the beginning. It's gold it's it's great right from the beginning um it just keeps and it just keeps getting better so i watched i listened to the the first one is like two hours they're where they're setting up the characters and everything and then from there they're just these little really punchy hour-long episodes where stuff happens and it's really engaging you guys ever um, wonder
0: what it'd be like if We no have a no. one-hour one podcast
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be awful <laughs> God. We'd all
1: bring in one thing. Yeah. That's
2: so fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I played Bulletstorm and nothing else, I guess.
1: I played Bulletstorm. It was pretty cool. What'd you do, Rat? I watched Alien 3. It sucked.
2: Cool. Okay. What'd you do, Polly?
0: I then like Radiant Historia.
2: Okay. Uh, come Catch Michael. you next time. Actually, let's not <laughs> have a guess. We can't have a guess. <laughs> we don't want to go too long. Yeah,
4: I was going to say, I think you're going to have to have a two parter for me, then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> good lord. <laughs>
2: Um, and I rewatched, um, a huge chunk of Parks and Rec that shows gold. Yep. That's probably just my favorite sitcom, aside from maybe Bob's, probably Bob's Burgers. Um, yeah, Parks and Rec is real good. Andy and April are, like, a functional young married couple in, a, in media, which doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wait, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. You don't notice it until it just, not even young, just functional married couples. Yeah. Just aren't
3: really a thing
2: in media. So that's enjoyable. Um Yeah, Parks and Rec is really great. And Parks and Rec and is a great little show. Yeah. Obviously Ron is really wonderful and it's all the characters are really wonderful. Um oh. Ron is Basically me. <laughs> did you catch that?
3: Yeah.
2: And it said Ron Swanson is basically me.
0: Yeah. I can see that. <sighs>
2: Uh, and I'm yeah and I'm basically Andy. Basically life is good. Um I did a bunch of writing this week too. I'm um putting together a big piece. I'm uh, putting together a big part of a piece. I'm uh, thinking about pitching to my friend Omar's new website and I um wrote a cute little thing on like in like a day um after I argued with Austin about dark souls for 4 hours.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> where do you it was over find, Where do you find the mental fortitude? <laughs>
2: I think I've, I'm out. <laughs> 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 there was a non-renewable resource, and I, I plumbed the, the full depths. Oh, um, at least Dark Souls is concerned. There's like a big long thing where I I intru- I talked once and started a conversation, and then like a couple days later, I, I saw a line message that was all right. One more thing about the Anor Londo archers. Oh my god! <laughs> and then that went on for like two hours.
4: Oh, my um, God.
2: So that inspired me to just write a big thing, write a little thing on my blog. And that felt really good because I hadn't really made much in the last, like, year. Yeah. So You've just been consuming
0: and not offering anything else to the world.
2: No, just completely useless and hey, selfish.
0: Pig, piggy, pig, pig, pig.
2: <laughs> yeah, you. Up <laughs> to anything else, John. And that's all that's been
0: going on.
3: That
2: is
0: Nope, all you I am. Been doing. That's it. We're set. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast. You got to pull up to the train, pull up the station for that big old load of butt steam.
2: Ah, that's like farts.
0: That's it is. It's exactly like <laughs> what I modeled it after when I thought of the name.
3: Imagine oh. that. Okay, I got
2: gotcha. you.
0: I would have never thought that 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 you know that me would have come up with something so I don't know low brow, but hey, sometimes it happens, right? So this comes from, um, I can't remember if I saw this on Twitter or what, but this comes from our old pals over at NeoGAF, uh, and the thread is from something from a while ago, I'm pretty sure, but it is, uh, Square Enix uh, sends cease and desist letter to Final Fantasy Type Zero Translation Group, and the post is as follows. I've never really understood why translating something is costly. I mean, I don't speak two languages, but I feel like if I did, it's literally just taking a sentence and rewriting it. How hard is that? I could translate a book in like a day. How many books of text is this game equivalent to?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> so oh. much
0: so much wrong in only three sentences. <laughs> I think the could you is...
1: translate those three sentences into Japanese so I could really understand it?
0: Uh, give me, <laughs> give me like ten minutes. My Japanese is rusty.
1: Oh, so it, you wouldn't be able to bang it out super quickly no, like he thinks? That's
0: no, that's unfortunately not how translation works. You can't rat. do a,
2: a book in a well, day. Well, I mean, if you were if you were fluent, if you were fluent and like had done it recently, then you'd be able to do it in just like a second, well, just right? just, Like
0: boom. Like, yeah, you just read yeah. it and then. I wouldn't have even read. I wouldn't have even read the source material. I would have just translated yep. it on the fly.
2: Yep. Not even trans. Not even reading the thing you're translating.
0: No. No.
2: Boom. Oh, That's how no. easy it is.
3: So what are editors? No.
0: <laughs> Who needs that? I bet the trails in the sky people would love to talk to this <laughs> guy.
3: <sky. laughs> so uh. we got uh,
0: I guess one bit of news, unless Rhett found something else. Nah. Yeah, uh, big news that only me and John probably care about. Zero Time Ooh, Dilemma think... is releasing oh. on Steam on June 29th. Yay! This is a game. Wow, that that's
2: was... really close.
0: Yeah, that's I am, not far away. I am very, very stoked. This is the conclusion Yay. to the Zero Escape series of Nine 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 and Virtue's Whoa. Last Reward.
2: Um, I think the more more you say that, the more it's kind of sinking in. Whoa. Yeah, I'm like this is
0: it. Whoa. This is like – this is everything that Virtue's Last Reward was leading up to. Yep. Uh, and it's got a lot – it's – I'm not going to get into talking too much about the game itself actually. But But it's just so interesting. This game was like – completely like they stalled production on it completely because it didn't sell Like because Virtue's Last Reward didn't sell great in Japan and nor did 999 so like halfway through production of um or or pre-production of Zero Time Dilemma they just like canceled it they were just like nah we're not gonna do it
3: <laughs> and, then,
0: and then like I guess the fan base was enough to show that like there's enough interest here that like this game in this series is pretty big in the west for some reason Mm
3: -hmm. and
0: uh they got the game back on track and re-greenlit and it's finally finished uh, and we are very close to seeing how all of this plays out nice just a nice little feel-good story i think you know like fan base of a game can actually manage to sway like like the creator of the series has just been super grateful Uh, on Twitter and the like saying, it's just like, you know, like this isn't just his game. Like, this is like a game that all the fans made because, you know, like they they were able to convince people high up in a big corporation. Like this is something that needed to happen and was worth making happen and to, you know, follow through on promises that were made in the second game. So, Mm -hmm. um. I think it's going to be really interesting. You know, I'm, I'm super happy that you know he got to uh, put an end to uh, everything he started with that first game. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting, just as a fan, to play through that and enjoy that. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be great. That'll be will be all I talk about on the, the Sox cast immediately following.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it would have been so depressing if that series had ended with vlr forever
0: especially with how vlr ended because it's just like yeah. oh you don't do that no
2: yeah <laughs> just nothing that, no story calls for c- c- continuation more than that one yeah because in a though, way that like, works
0: because even though that game has a literally five hour epilogue i wanted more <laughs> <laughs> god. god that game is so fucking good so yep. good yeah like i think that like this is the sequel that i've been waiting about three or four years for because i think it came out in 2011 or 2012 so mm-hmm. when did you play it i played it in 2012
2: dang god for me it's just like whoa that was fast i'm really up for it and <laughs> lucky i'm really excited you.
0: lucky you like i've been sitting. <laughs> on, i've been sitting on all of these fucking mysteries and and loose
2: ends for four uh-huh. years
3: God, the way they, like,
2: it's going to be so weird to see because they just, like, set up all this stuff about the setting and about what needs to happen in this game. And everything that is basically the whole plot of this game is sort of set up. So it's like, what do you do just in the... (laughs) Uh, It's hard to explain in a spoiler free freeway so we can just leave it at that it's we'll, a really we'll good, it exciting
0: like, thing it's a series i would definitely love to do a series of spoiler casts on at some point yep uh because i think it's worth yep. it there's so much to unpack um, zero
2: but, escape spoiler so, cast is definitely a good idea
0: yeah 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 so good so good um with that uh Rhett, do we have any questions i know we had a
1: couple left over from last time what do you got for me Okay, so right before we recorded last week, I think, John saw an ending to Saga Frontier
3: mm-hmm.
1: and, re- and realized that those games are bad, finally. Yeah, finally. So just... <laughs> We're just promising that because two of the questions mention it. Uh, first one comes in from Rainiac. Now that John has realized the Saga games aren't that great, does he feel like the bottom has fallen out of his universe?
2: Um well since I had that realization I since realized that that realization was wrong and then I started playing Saga Frontier again and then oh. I've since realized and then I since realized since that realization that that realization was wrong and that my original realization was correct. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to wait until Saga uh, Romantic Saga 2 comes out on Vita and then I'll play that and then I'll know for sure. Is it coming to Vita here? It is coming to Vita here. Kawazu said just just be patient.
1: <laughs>
3: just because the Vita,
1: the they Vita let will him. Be,
2: Yeah, the Vita will be around in another year. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. They um they they released that info about a week after the iPhone version came out. So poor Jetstorm had already bought it on the phones.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's months. what they're doing. They want people to double dip.
2: Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, but well, I we
0: can wise. actually sell this series.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I am wise. And romancing Saga too. Gotcha. If not, then I, yeah, I'll probably be done at least until Scarlet Grace comes out here, um, and that's probably it. yeah.
3: Okay,
1: next question from Raquel. Outside of John's Saga Adventure, are there any games
3: you
2: find too ambitious? Um, definitely. Uh, give me, me a second. Can you think of anything, Polly, just off the top of your head?
0: Not that I'm prepared to answer with, no.
2: Okay. It's kind of a hard one. Um, Sonic Adventure 1. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'll agree there. Yeah. That's one where you just kind of want to pat it on the head and just be like, oh. And obviously, Soccer Frontier. Mm. Um, Are there any games that are just, like, obviously unfinished?
4: Sonic Sonic 06. I was say Sonic 06, Sonic Boom.
2: Besides Sonic games and... um, (laughs) Big, kind of large-scale, unfinished games besides Sonic Sonic hmm. games and Saga. Uh,
1: I mean, practically
2: every modern game is, like, unfinished yeah, now. Well, basically. Street yeah. Fighter Five? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what game kind of makes me feel like, oh, I really wish they had a little more time to put this in the oven? What's that? Um, kind of Mega Man 3. Kind of? As a really no. weird off-the-wall example. Because um, just the break, the Proto-Man stuff doesn't really work. Yeah, and there's no, yeah. there's no intro to really make all that stuff make sense.
0: Yeah, I can so see like, that.
2: yeah, Mega Man Two has this thing that really holds together with and the cool double ending where you're like, oh, I beat Wily, but then you go and, oh, it's an al- Wily was an alien all along, and that's just like this perfect NES dumb ending twist.
3: Yeah, but then yeah.
2: it's just a hologram room. Spoilers. Uh, so I love, so I love that, <laughs> and then Mega Man Three doesn't really have any kind of equivalent narrative thread but then you you see the beginnings of one because they have that really lovely ending in Mega Man 3 where they play proto man's whistle and it spreads out into the whole song yeah and then you realize that he was the first of light's creations yeah but then they don't contextualize that it doesn't actually really mean anything yeah. or feel like anything yeah so Mega Man 3 is my answer gotcha
1: uh, I'd say Hunter's Relic of Stars might have been a little, <laughs> a, little, a little...
0: ambitious, but I think that it still delivered on its ambition. I feel like you finished
2: it, though. so Oh,
1: yeah, but I didn't release it till it was done, and it
2: took, like, four years or something. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. Video games are fun. Hmm. Okay, that's, one more question. I think of the, uh, hunters, continue. This also comes in from
1: Ra- Raquel, but from this week. Hello all, someone I follow on Twitter was recently talking about speed running speedrunning a game versus playing a game normally, and it reminded me of Polly's advice that when I play the Metal Gear solid games to just play them on easy mode and enjoy the story. So my question is, do you think there's a proper way to consume media or should you just do it at your own pace, regardless of when something or regardless of when you start something or the difficulty you choose?
0: Do it however you want. If you have fun yeah. playing a game on easy, it's no less valid than somebody that wants to play it on dick punching hard.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. do engage really with the thing much. on your own terms. Um, I had a big long thing about this when they was. Uh, I had a big long thought process about this stuff when Dark Souls three came out and everyone was talking about oh. the easy mode thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my thinking with this is just like play it however you want and don't let anybody shit on that. Yeah. Um. Don't yeah. be ang- Don't be angry with the game for not supporting the way you want to play it if it doesn't want to do that. Right. Exactly. Like, if a game doesn't have save states or whatever built in, then sorry, but it's not really the game's fault that it doesn't want to support every possible mode of play. Like, Dark Souls doesn't have a no-clip mode built in. Um, Okay, I think that's probably fine, right? Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so it's this push and pull of, like, play a game however you want, but then there's definitely ways that are the designer's original intention yeah. Like, playing a game with a walkthrough isn't really what they meant if it's, like, a puzzle game or something, you know? Right, right.
2: There are ways to play games that probably won't be fun. It's your yeah. prerogative to engage with those. It's what The more freedom you have to kind of mess with your experience, the more freedom you have to make it something that isn't really fun. Like, if you just save state all the way through every moment of an action game, you're probably not going to if you save state through Mega Man Zero, you're probably not going to get a lot of you're what that not, game is yeah. trying yeah. to What express. that game trying
0: to do, you know. Because, like, cause like the, the Mega Man uh, Zero collection on uh, DS has uh, a mode that is just, like, you can play through all four games on super easy mode where you have every upgrade and, like, every single um, cyber elf and you've got two health bars and everything only does one damage. And oh, you, it's and it's just like, I can't help but think you're not going to get the optimal experience out of that. Yeah. But if that's how you want to play the game and you just want to experience that game, you know, those four game story, mm-hmm. which I think they're good. Yeah. Um, so then by all means, hey, if that's how you want to do it, fine.
2: Yeah. yeah. If someone plays if someone plays the Mega Man Zero collection on super easy mode and then they come up to me and say I don't really get the appeal of those games yeah, I don't really get it yeah you've got
0: to kind of, you've got to be fucking <laughs> reasonable here. Be. you've got to be reasonable. but I'll be
2: like yeah yeah,
0: yeah I right? think
1: it's it's different when it's like it's a skill based game like that is the game like kind of neutering it doesn't make sense but when it's something that has a huge emphasis a uh, emphasis on story like yeah sure just play it on easy who cares yeah. if you're mm-hmm. there for the story. Yeah. which Metal Gear you could total, totally could be. Yeah, every time I yeah. play, every time As- I
0: played through uh like uh, the first 3 Metal Gear Solid games, I the first time I played them, I played them on easy because I was there for the dumb story. And then mm-hmm. I would go back and play it on normal and then I would do it on uh the highest rating because then cool. I would then I liked engaging with the more gameplay aspects of it because I had already experienced the story. So with Metal Gear mm-hmm. games, I tended to experience those games first as a story, then I started digging into the gameplay mechanics yeah. of what made the stealth fun
3: mm-hmm.
2: whereas I was the opposite where I like first got into that series with mgs2 and I was just on the tanker mission just doing every possible thing I could think of like um, engaging getting around the enemies in any way I could uh, mm-hmm. throwing the enemies off things putting the hiding the enemies in the just digging real deep into all those systems, shooting and I just ice, had a blast with that. Shooting
0: ice cubes and watching. Shooting the, ice cubes and watching the God. algorithm that actually melts every individual piece of ice that broke off separately.
2: <laughs> exactly. God, what? So like, no, no, you're playing it wrong. You don't don't use great swords or whatever. You're playing it wrong is like shitty uh, yeah,
3: player elitism
2: bullshit. Um. This game isn't supporting. I want to play this game um, this way that this game doesn't support is also kind of a, is a different kind of um, it. It's yeah. obviously a lot less awful, but it's sort of a kind of player is being a little self centered. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it
2: weirds me out. It sort of, it weirds me out too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the, that was the, sort the, of the, my discomfort.
1: The discussion on Dark Souls manages to be kind of
2: shitty from both ends. Exactly. Yeah. It's shitty from both ends. So there's no way to, like, engage with it. Because if you're ta- yeah, talking about these this one group, then it's like, oh, now I'm kind of aligning myself with these shitheads. Yeah. <laughs> the, with, the,
1: with the get good folks. And Ugh. I really don't want... I um, wish you could just report posts on Steam that said get good. Because, holy fuck, I'm so <laughs> fucking done with people who write like that.
2: Yeah, <sighs> yeah. God. Oh, and this, this kind of plays into, like, that was one more thing of thinking, like, games that kind of give you the freedom to fuck up your own experience,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, in a way. Like, I had a friend who, um, it was, um, that they didn't think the characters in Chrono Trigger were that interesting. And they'd skipped all the end game side quests and gone basically from Collapse of the Ocean Palace straight to the end of the game. Yeah. And it was just like, well, yeah, you're not going to really care about these characters. Char- you're not going to feel like these characters are fully resolved if you do that.
0: Because everything about those yeah, characters, like, it comes through in those side quests.
2: Exactly, and it's really important that they're optional so that... So it's like, this is a valid... This is a path the game offers you that's not going to give you as side, great an experience yeah, as you can uh, Yeah. So... There's so it's this really it's actually a pretty complicated thing. The yeah. uh, general thing is, if somebody is telling you that they played through the game in this way and they thought it was a fine way to play the g- game, don't shit on them. If they tell you that your favorite game is dumb, I played it this way, it's obviously not really engaging with it, with what it's trying to do, then that also is annoying.
0: <laughs> good, answer, uh, good answer.
1: Yeah. That it
0: for cool. questions.
1: Uh, one more. Second cool. question. For, actually, third question for Michael. If you could make a dream band with any musicians alive or dead, who would you pick? What's the band name and what's their hit song? Oh Death Grips
0: and Death Grips. Oh, God.
1: You are <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I'm a fucking what? What am I a fucking? Bad taste in music person. Okay. I know. I've, lis-
2: I've listened to that shit. That's really good.
1: Yeah. What's the one? Money both... Store. I've
2: listened to Money Store a ton.
1: I got John on my side, Rhett. What now? Yeah. Uh, well, you know he likes Saga, so have fun with his face. <laughs> I,
0: no one compares to
1: He's Saga.
0: Reformed. He's reformed. He's God damn it!
1: Death <laughs> is the Sonic
4: Adventure of music.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: There's gonna be two people on this podcast next week, <laughs> isn't there? <Or> next time, <laughs> it's just falling from now. John already got fired. I'm just saying. Gonna...
2: <laughs> I'm
1: just gonna let
0: Rhett do the whole thing from
2: now on <laughs> he can have a poly puppet that he talks
0: to and has a different voice for
2: three podcasts <laughs> and we'll
3: <both laughs> talk about different things um. Rhett will talk about I don't know okay
0: <laughs> god if you're gonna like ask the I, I, ultimate I, I tried band. Saga Frontier
2: again everyone Listening to my my new personal branch of the cast My
0: personal pan-podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: what then if, Red what, comes. What if we Red took all the- of those? Took all of those. Yeah.
0: Condensed them into one file. Mixed one person on the left, one person on the right, and one person in the middle. And just made it all one Holy file. Shit. Holy shit. So no, it'd be like... Be-
2: Uh, this Soxcast but without all the parts where we talk to each other about the things the monologue it
0: would just be constant talking
2: which is granted about 80% of the Soxcast is the monologue (laughs) so (laughs) so it works out actually Mm -hmm. Wreck can can do his like um here's all here's a list of Toho girls I want as my mom and here's my second copy of that. and Polly can talk about Death Grips
0: there you go but if you're asking a, the ultimate band 50. question, if you're asking the ultimate band question. There is just way like as somebody who is a, as embedded in music as I am, like there's mm-hmm. no way I can answer that question without having like two days to think about it. Yeah,
4: well, you could answer it on the next socks
0: I could
3: answer it really on the like next socks
0: cast, but every time I record a socks cast, my memories of the a socks cast that we just did completely poof away. Uh,
2: four glasses of wine though Uh, that's a good point
0: (laughs) (laughs) any other questions
1: nope we're done carmichael Uh, McAllister.
4: hello
0: thanks for joining us it's been a pleasure and i hope we didn't bore
4: you no it was a lot of fun Cool. Sorry God. if I did uh, talk a little too long on my segment, but <laughs> it's
0: okay. We hosted Vanner Orion once. You should have heard that one. <laughs> love you, Vanner. We just, we just don't love Monster Hunter for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, those so... inhibitions are really gone now, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> uh, if our if our internet listening people want to keep up with you, where can they find you?
4: Well, if you can find me, then I haven't done. And a good job at hiding. No, you can find me at Tumblr at, uh, let's see, it is carmichaelmcallus.tumblr.com. That is M I C A A L U S.tumblr.com. You can also find me at deviantart at carmichael-mcallus.dVN I don't think they allowed underscores. And also at Twitter, uh, car-mcallus
0: john fire where are we finding you
2: um farawaytimes.com i want to register
0: oh, also, i want to register a version of your site that's com.
2: also at the very start of the podcast carmichael said that he was a leo so i immediately went and looked up which homestuck troll that was oh and it was the cat God. girl
1: he's stompy he's stompy oh <laughs> uh, rhett where can <laughs> we find you SocksMakePeopleSexy.net, go do the Gen 6 list. I need to do a front page post. I'm lazy. Get people
0: up to speed. <laughs> Check it out. You can find me on my dumb website. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones.